Hello, everyone. It's Josh from the Channer Ant Podcast. And before we begin the episode, I want to make a quick disclaimer about the things going on here in the United States currently and why we do not address them on this week's show. Currently, there have been a week of protests across the country in response to the murder of an unarmed person of color named George Floyd by the Minneapolis police. This was done in broad daylight and captured in its entirety on video by bystanders, once again opening the centuries-old wounds of systemic racism that have plagued our country since its inception. Here on Channerant, we are often known for our crass humor and constant attempts to push the edge of what's socially acceptable, sometimes even too far. While this topic is certainly on our minds, we didn't think it would be appropriate or productive to have a room full of straight white guys prattle on about systemic inequality over a couple beers. That being said, this conversation is one we want to have and intend to record once we can get input from individuals who can speak about those issues from experience. I want to thank you for your understanding. And now on to your regularly scheduled dick jokes. That's about wow. as good as it gets on uh, Saturday night here, guys. Which one was playing practice? Uh, <laughs> that was Glenn. Oh, so world champion P Rock player just decided to do Sesame Street for us. This is great. Uh, this why is, don't we bother to have uh, guests? Yeah. We could do that. This is Chanterant, you know? This is what it <laughs> he is. He just Chanteranted us. Yeah, he did. He Chanteranted <laughs> us. Like, and he can play anything in the world. I mean, between the two of them, they have medals for days and they chose Sesame Street. Yep. They also have herpes for days, but this is true. We'll get into that later. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chanterant podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuko. That's me. And if you didn't know, I would like to cordially inform you that this will be an explicit show. So you have five seconds to listen to something else. Uh, anything other than Up to the Line podcast, probably? That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. Fuck. For fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuko. Oh, fuck. There you go. Odd open. Oh, fuck's sake. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Every time, every time. <laughs> we had a, we had. Okay, you know what really uh, fucking sticks a, a Sesame Street tune up my ass? What's that? Skull? When uh, we have a planning meeting on Wednesday, and Josh doesn't inform me that it's odd open this week. I mean, uh, granted, it should be my. You know, I should have looked. But <laughs> you want to, you want to know how you can? Uh, one of the seven ways you can go fuck yourself today. Yes, is uh, the calendar invite said CR one one nine recording. I, I put the episode number in the calendar invite now. I know, I know. I'm getting used to the new system. It's I know. only been 119 episodes. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's only, it's only over a year's, it's like four days worth of content back to back if you put it all together. I did the math the other day and I was like, okay, if every episode's like 60 to 70 minutes and we have 115 of them or whatever, it's about four days right. straight. Really? Is it really? Yeah. So, so uh, we're coming for you, big rap. 
Um, <laughs> listeners can review. Welcome to the Channery Podcast. Listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, your podcast player of choice. If you send us a review, we have a couple today. We will mail you a sticker within one to seventy-four business days. Uh, you can send us emails and voicemails to be played on air. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Chanter Rant store at chanterrant.com for your sweet, sweet merch like this. And become a patron. You can support the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash chanterrant. And it uh, gives you access to weird, random shit that you don't, that we can't, we, if you think the show is bad, you should see the <laughs> shit we put in the Patreon page <laughs> that we just literally no one can see. We cannot make public. Uh, last but not least, please invite and share with your friends. If they have a sick sense of humor, Mr. Andrew Fusco, would you be interested in introducing our audience to our two lovely guests? Well, I, uh, the second one was a surprise, so I don't know much about them, but maybe the world does. We'll, we'll hope they do. Um, also, I like how they're both Team Josh right now, rocking shades. Uh, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank I, you. I tried to, but I couldn't see shit, so I took them off. <laughs> yeah, it, trust me, my monitor brightness is always on high. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. The, when we were doing Chanterant Live, I couldn't see shit. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was dark in that room. But anyway. It's fucking dark. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, uh, a very young and interesting guest for our audience, the sick fucks that are Chanteran audience, because really they want to know sex stories, right? Yeah. So we brought in somebody who's a professional sexist. Oh, wait, no. Sex person. And also Cameron. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Cameron Drummond's here, who also who is, uh, you know, one of the winningest pipers of all time. He uh, uh, He's also famous for kicking Willie McCallum in the balls at the Glenfiddich uh, about a few years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and uh, in, in true Chanterant fashion, we're going in reverse order of winning the Silver Chanter. So we, you know, we're going to, we started, we had Callum way back when, and then we're just going to go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was the, obviously the pinnacle. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> also, we, also, we got Callum unconscionably drunk to get him on the show. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, and then uh, Cameron decided to bring in his friend. Uh, is it Graham? Graham Brown? Is that who's here? Blair. Blair. Oh, Blair, right. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Blair. Yeah, Bra- uh, Cameron had to bring an accountability <laughs> buddy. He was afraid to be left alone with us. Yeah, he was scared. We understand. <laughs> it's first time on the show. It yep. can be a little intimidating. We understand. But uh, one of the Brown brothers, I don't know which one. We'll get. I mean, we'll figure it out by I the mean, end Fusco of the show. I mean, Fusco was there for my first time. Was I? Yeah, on I the was. show. On the show. Oh, not, oh, not, oh. Not, not, not that. I didn't think we were going to talk about not that. Not that time. Oh. If you're you're thinking of something else, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get through some of the nonsense and then uh, have a quick chat, uh, gentlemen. You are free to chime in at any point. Don't be afraid. We have some emails and voicemails from the audience. Um, some are piping related. Some are completely unrelated to bagpipes. Uh, but you know, two legendary coxmen such as yourselves can probably cope with some of these. Absolutely. So I'm gonna start with an email. This is anonymous. I need I need to ask a question first here before Absolutely. we get happily. Going. Is that your mouth covering or do you always wear a scarf? Oh no, this is for when I have to interact with humans in the outside world now that we're now that we're post apocalypse. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought that, but I wasn't sure because it looks like it looks like a, a nice scarf, you know? Yeah, I can't I can't rock a scarf um or an ascot. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Johnny Depp. I, or, I can't or Glenn do it. Brown. I'm not weird enough. I'm not weird enough to rock that kind of a thing. Glenn's known for having great style. I wonder Granted, if ever- the other the other thing I have to do is I I have to wear this in public often because I have incredibly racist tattoos on my neck. <laughs> so I have to cover <laughs> those up. Christ. 
Uh, oh, all right, God. I guess we're going there. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so we have an email. <laughs> Hold on, one question for Glenn because he's he's known for having great style. Have you ever rocked uh, like a Johnny Depp kind of fucking scarf or you know one like of those an things? ascot and a shirt, one of those like crazy crushed velvet jacket, those seventeen foot long scarves that you wrap around yeah. your head, you and, then, and then like beating the crap out of your hot girlfriend, like that whole thing, like yeah. the Johnny Depp <laughs> thing. I mean, I'm I'm interested in Amber Heard. Um, well, I'll take her, but, uh, no, I've never, I've never rocked, uh, the big scarf or, or the big kind of tie, but, um, you know, I, I suppose there's always time. You know, I like a lot <laughs> of that man's movies, but Johnny Depp strikes me as the kind of person that if I had to guess, I would say has probably tried person in his life. Like he's probably eaten like a little bit of people. <laughs> think so yeah like he was probably like on some rescue mission in the middle of nowhere and like hanging with it like he's weird enough where i'm like hey guys that guy's that guy's probably tasted human like i have to assume yeah I he's possibly tasted himself Ooh, wait you like he, he like he like 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 he blew himself blew himself like i can't like, see what he's doing i don't know what that means uh, yeah you gotta you gotta <laughs> You got to keep in mind, it's a radio show, too. So you have to be very descriptive. So so what Cameron was doing was oh, he was okay, imitating. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was imitating jacking off in his own face. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, which will, you know, listen, well, Cameron, no, Cameron German jacks off in his own face. <laughs> the headline of the most the next Pipes Drums article. <laughs> That'll get some readers. Whoa, so that'll anyway, get, that'll get some here's an email from Anonymous. They say, howdy, ranters. You know what really drops a fat, wet cow pie in my parade? It's that there are no grade five solo comps here in the great piping wasteland that is the Western United States. If you're a grade five player here and want to compete solo, your only option to compete on pipes is to compete at a higher grade, which, yeah, that's what solo is. Grade five is like chanter, basically. Mm -hmm. Your sheets are pretty much going to be limited to the very polite Canadian version of fuck off and die. Oh, (laughs) Oh, and tune a little, would you? In other parts of the country, we get to compete against other players at our same stage of development, but apparently Wuspaba would rather never see us improving through solo competition. That, my friends, is the advantage of the COVID online solo comps, also known as COSC. We noobs—I <laughs> I made that part up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we noobs don't have to drive to Georgia somewhere to compete at our grade. What a pleasure! It's almost worth crashing the world economy. Perhaps the nice people at Wuspaba could catch a fucking clue. <laughs> Name redacted for remarkably obvious reasons. Thanks. Um, Thanks, Aaron Kimsey, for sending that. Josh, how long did it take you to write that question? (laughs) Hey, if you give me four or five more years in grade five, I can move up. I promise. Well, I have, we're going to have Cameron teach you how to play a grip today, I think. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I I could use it, man, because my my grips are legendarily bad. Uh, you know, you know, you, you know what it's from, though. I realize because it's like low hand movements. The reason that they're like kind of hard for me is no, all the it? times I've punched people for making fun of my low hand movements <laughs> has made my has made my hand really stiff. That, I understand. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was your jack off hand is maybe the problem, but you know, I do go righty. It's it's a weird thing because I'm a left I'm left handed. I'm ambidextrous at a lot of things, but uh, I'm left handed when I. I always I always judge it by like how do you write words because that's like the hardest thing to do in my opinion. Yeah. Like shoot with both hands, both both hands, all that stuff, no worries. But yeah, jacking at righty. I, I don't think I could actually do it left handed. You know that's funny. Cameron, what what hand do you jack off with? My my, my strong hand. <laughs> Which is both. He just he's 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 doing the fireman pole. <laughs> 
Oh Jesus! The trick, the trick is the up down with the with the twist, right? Yeah. So here's 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 a genuine question. Uh oh. Here's a question for you, Um, and I think it's an American thing. You guys refer to it as your low hand and your high hand. Mm -hmm. Uh Cammy, what do you call it? Top hand, bottom hand. Well, top because, bottom. Because I'm a you know a, a student of the world, I, I go for low hand, high hand. But normally it would be bottom hand, top hand, like any fucking normal person. <laughs> but I do I do enjoy people talking about the high hand, the tone on the high hand. Yeah, well, I like, have you ever heard that interesting though? Have you guys heard the term like southpaw? Do you know yeah, southpaw. The lefty. Yeah, the lefty, which wouldn't make sense because that's the top hand. But yeah. Southpaw's a box. It just means it's a boxing term. Yeah, it's but yeah. just a week. Yeah. But uh, so wait, you're saying top and bottom is more popular in Canada? Is that what how it is? All over the world, uh, so the states call it low hand, high hand. Anywhere else in the world that I've that I've been to, they call it top and bottom. So are you guys a top or a bottom? Yeah. Which one of you is the top? I mean, I'm Kurt. A low hand. I'm a low hand. <laughs> you're the bottom. I don't think Josh. Josh, you're a low hand, but you're a high hand for everything else. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, well, I, I think it's great because, you know, in theory, if someone assaulted me in my home while I was jacking it, I could still fire mm-hmm. and finish, you know? like That would be a great intro video and for then, the channel. And then get your gun out and shoot them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guns. Well, have you ever seen, what's the movie? It's, uh, uh, oh God, it's, it's Clive Owen. Oh. And it's a shoot 'em up, I think is the name of the movie. And he like, ha- there's a literally a gunfight scene while he's banging Monica Bellucci. And really? He, yeah. I and he's like fucking and like, sh- he's like, he doesn't stop fucking her. And he, <laughs> really? He, he's like rolling around. I need to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. This is, oh. I'm going to need to see this. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you want to write down, it's, uh, I believe it's called shoot 'em up. It's got Clive Owen and Monica Bellucci and uh, it is fucking hilarious. It's a great movie. Yeah. You'll, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So now that we've gotten to the we've gotten through the movie review portion, uh, <laughs> Busco, we have an email from one of our new patrons, Aaron. Cheers, bruv. Yeah. So Aaron says, "Sup, sup, you desert dwelling dumb fucks." I thought I finally would join the hashtag one of the six family and toss five dollars a month to the world's worst bagpiping podcast. Hey, that's going to change soon. That's about to change. Uh, I am no we're long- <laughs> we're no longer the world's worst. We got two legends here. <laughs> Uh, I am no longer a poor college student, so I can toss my bar money to you guys for the best ball-busting, cringy, edgy, and self-deprecating show there is. I love the show, fellas, and if never and it never ceases to make me laugh. I hope you guys keep producing awesome content. I'm happy to be part of the family. This has been the Big Blue Balls of Scotland. Cheers, Aaron. Slanja Aaron, uh, thank you for becoming one of the one of our patrons. That's actually a good question. Would you one of you guys write us a tune called the Big Blue Balls of Scotland? I was just going to say that. Like, who's who's going to compose that tune? <laughs> Make it loosely was, based on Blue Bells or whatever the fuck that tune is. Uh, you know, I was I was playing my pipes today and I, I, I was playing a bunch of four fours. And I just thought, I'm, you know, what if I was just to make one up on the spot and just kind of go with it? How did it I go? Think I still I still got it in my head, and I think that's that's the title. Would you right? like to play it right for there. us right now? Yeah. Your well, and, and like I have an idea for the big blue balls of Scotland, and hear me out. I know I know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people in the room that are talented pipers and and also Fusco. Um, but, <laughs> Saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> but what about the big blue balls of Scotland? Sixteen bars of low G. Just <laughs> just fucking hanging on it. Ooh, I don't know. I, just or, or oh, here's how it needs. Actually, would would be even better is if it had a March start. Like 
and just hold low G for they already four wrote parts. That, they already wrote that tune. It's called Cockney Jacks. <laughs> it's really terrible. <laughs> it's a good question. I have a question for the guys. Let's just interject. Wait, do we get here. to hear this composition? Yeah, well, two seconds. I'm going to need to get back to you. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll email it in. I would love to know each of your most hated tune. Like Ooh, what yes. just fucking god damn it you just get angry when you What hear what it. what curdles your milk so to speak? Cammy? Uh it's probably one that I spend, you know, 75% of my life teaching. Uh it could be it could be Terabus or it could be Corahoyles. Welcome to the 43rd meeting. But there's there's another couple as well. There's there's one that I that all the bands over in uh Holland and fucking Germany play. I can't remember the name of it. It's a three, four. There's loads, loads of shit tunes, loads of shit tunes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Folks. Title: Loads, loads of, of shit, shit tunes. tunes. <laughs> I'll write that down. So many. There's a tune that I hate. That um, I shouldn't say hate it, but I, I, I'm. If I never played it again for the rest of my life, I wouldn't be disappointed. And that's uh, Highland Wedding. And interesting because I've played it so many times uh my first stint with shots which was a six six seasons we played it i think graham tallied it up 90 percent of the time that we competed jesus um so you, you know you you've played it so much that you're just bored of it you know i could imagine getting sick of playing highland wedding if i could play highland <laughs> wedding it's like you have to yeah. been able to play it first, I like, suppose. So, 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 what you're saying is, I got to learn it and then spend six seasons playing it, and then I'll get bored of it. Yeah, play in any great so, well, one band, and you will I be mean, guaranteed play it seven million e- times. Easy there, Josh. Easy you're, there. you're a bit, you're a bit of a ways off, you know, coming out of grade five there. So, well, that's only solos. <laughs> uh, I'm only grade five solos. I'm grade <laughs> grade four and three uh, band. Grade apparently. eight bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> I'm a I'm a power bottom when it comes to the band. <laughs> Uh, he's he's a great blender, ladies and gentlemen. We hide him in the back, much like Ross Miller. Well, you just put me in the back because I can see over everyone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and shit. despite being shit faced or on drugs, I usually know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you want to go to the next one? Yeah. So uh, this next one is is good fun. We got a review, so we I'll send a sticker. Like I said, one to seventy four business days. Um, review from Hippo. I have been listening to this group of bagpipers since they began. Since we began bagpiping or the show? I'm assuming the show. Because there's no way this person's old enough to be listening since we began bagpiping. I knew who Joe was before I met him. I was ready for my first competition armed with knowledge on how to overcome Voldemort. (laughs) It is the show you love to hate. Thank you, boys, for all you do. Sincerely, Hippo. Five stars. Cheers, Hippo. Uh, Your sticker is in the mail, but it's in the uh, Piper's Dojo. Verbial mail. It's in the Piper's Dojo mail, so it's going to go to Antarctica first. (laughs) Exactly. It'll take you a while to get it. That's our excuse. (laughs) Went through the dojo. Uh... This one is not linked. Let I know that's weird, it. right? No, it. that's okay. Uh, so skip to skip to the voicemails. We got a voicemail from Rabbi. Do you guys know Rab, right? Uh, Cam, Glenn, Cam, hey, do you, Cameron. Do you go by Cam or do you go by uh, Fuckboy? He's left the uh, room there, but um, he signed. His, he I think he signs his email sometimes Cam, but I, I call him Cammy. Um, he might go by Cam Ron in the um, in the uh, hip hop piping world, but. Uh, <laughs> Cam Dizzle. 
Cammy Dizzle? Okay, that's perfect. Uh, Cam Dizzle, perfect. I, I go by I go by Hip Optimus Prime in the uh, hip hop world. So yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good name. All right. Okay, so uh, we got a voicemail from our good friend Robbie the Pooh. Um, and I think I su- I summaried it, but I don't remember. So uh, do, do you have that loaded? Are you ready to rock, ready? Yep. dude? Send it. Of course, from the Big Rab Show. I and I have a couple of questions for you, actually. Um, after listening to your last episode there with Ozzy Osbrod, I have a couple of questions. And, yeah, obviously you guys had a bit of a pop at one of the goddesses of the piping world. I, I don't even know her name, but playing that version of uh, Highland Cathedral with the, the terrible video. Um, my question is, is all of these people, like the goddesses of piping... The Dark Isle Pipers and all these like different women who are doing all these YouTube videos. We also have the Unicycler Piper with the flaming drones, the Bad Piper thing from Australia with flaming drones and a mohawk. And just, I want to know your opinion. Are these people incredibly damaging to our piping world, or should they be applauded for promoting it in a way, in a very strange way? They do kind of promote our instrument, and people go, "Oh, bagpipes are cool." Uh, but obviously I'm a piping fan, you guys are too, and I absolutely detest all of it. <laughs> they seem to be making a mockery of the whole thing. It's it's a, it's an absolute disaster. Anyway, another question I had that's completely unrelated is I wanted to talk about bagpiping and highland dancing. I just wanted to know, have you guys had any experience playing for highland dancers? Maybe Mary, Queen of Legs, can help with this one. Um, yeah, playing for a Highland dancer, it seems to be a completely different skill set from playing in any other kind of bagpiping, be it a concert, band performance. It seems to be Highland dancing piping is a completely different genre. And I was just wanting to know, did you guys have any experience of it? Anyway, keep being sexy, used to. And thanks a million for taking the time to listen to me. All the best. Hashtag one of the six. F you jump ready. That was a great question, Rab. So two two really good questions. Let's send I think it to these guys. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> want to send this one. Uh, Rab has impeccable timing as usual, and also Rab, thank you, you sexy bastard. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a big old cuddle and a smooch, just like I did to Joe Brady, and he hated it. <laughs> he definitely hated it. I have the video somewhere of when I first met Joe Brady and like picked him up and kissed him. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he was not happy. No. Um, but okay, so so kicking this over to the professionals in the room, uh, to summarize, he asks, you know, do the goddesses of bagpipes, the unipiper, the bad piper, the, the YouTube people that do like kind of gimmicky bagpiping do they detract or do they help by expanding the audience uh we're going to start with glenn terrible they should be um their bagpipes should be burned (laughs) well some of them might burn their own on accident at this point yeah we've got them here in glasgow as well there's a guy that has uh the, the the flames shooting out and he actually I mean, he's the only guy that I've ever seen and kind of witnessed, but he's got the little box like on his belt mm-hmm. and the tube must go up and all this. And he, he, so he's got to take his hand off and flip the switch and all that sort of stuff. And I think, uh, well, first of all, not just people with um, flames that come out of the pipes or ride a unicycle. I think all buskers should have a license uh, because they're terrible. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, sorry so, <laughs> wait, wait, a license meaning... 
a certain qualification of playing ability to busk. Yeah. Oh, we it, have it, that here. No. Well, no, you don't have to be a qualified. You, you just have to go apply. Yeah, about say yeah in certain areas it makes yeah. no difference what you do. So you're talking. You're talking about like uh, <laughs> proof about like proof, proof of ability. Can, yeah, yeah. That's proof, how I feel. Well, that's how yeah, I feel about sure. about pew pews. Who about about firearms? Like you should. I just, oh. want, I just want to know you know how to use it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it makes sense. Pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> I know that sound. Uh, um, uh, so Cam, Cammy Poo, Cam, Cam, Optimus. No, think, what, what do you Cam think? Rizzle. What, just to expand that, what about like Chili Pipers? The, like the next level up, that kind of thing. Or the yeah, goddesses who play, play kind of a little better but still do cheesy stuff. What do you think of them? Yeah, so that's it's not necessarily my jam. It's not my bag, but they can all play, you know. That's so true, yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of. I guess my that... point is, you know, most buskers that you hear, they're taking people's money, and they're shite. <laughs> and you know, the, the the Chili Pipers to me, they're broadening um, uh, uh, people's minds, and because they can play, you know, they play some cheesy stuff, but they play some really good stuff. And so they're kind of broadening the art form and, and getting it to a wider reach. But, um, you know, if they couldn't play, I would, I would feel the same and say, you know, they're, they're taking people's money, but, but they can. So that's why I feel that way about uh, um, certain buskers. And actually, don't get me wrong. Like when, when I, my brothers and I first moved over to Scotland, we would busk and, and it would literally be like going out practicing and right. I would play pipes and, and, Blair would join me and then he'd have a break and Graham would join me. But uh, yeah, I, I, I guess if you're taking people's money, you should be able to um, play. Cameron? Cameron? It's a fucking You've got disgrace. a worse through in Edinburgh. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute disgrace. Like the, the fact that we're talking about, so I, I listen to Chanter and I pick up on the, the the try fail and shite bag of the week and uh, <laughs> had to had to go and had to go and listen to this girl and you know you know dig a little deeper and she she can play the bagpipes but the, the fact that you've got um, Glenn Brown's uh, winning performance at the Glen um at the height of the art taking you know a couple of thousand views. And you've got someone playing fucking itchy fingers or rocking the baby in front of fuckwits that have no idea what they're listening to um, up in up in the hundreds of thousands of views is shocking. I mean, that, that, that NHS video aside, uh, that was a fucking disgrace in its own right uh, for a number of reasons. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And, and, it, and it boils down to, um, if you look at any other any other profession you're talking about you know golf coaching or 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 any other sort of high level sport i I keep thinking of sports i've been watching fucking michael jordan so much and the last dance and stuff great um take 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 any of any of these guys you know that are involved at the high level they're getting paid the mega bucks and you know the guys at the very very basic level that don't have that experience are you know, getting paid, the, the, the scale is huge. And you talk about piping as an art, teaching and performing, you know, who, who gives a fuck if you're the Glenfiddich champion, you're going to get paid 200 pounds for a wedding. And if you're fucking, 
you know, someone that can string together amazing grace fairly well with your pipes out of tune, you're still going to get paid £200 for a wedding. No one knows the fucking difference. That's why we need to uh, bag and tag them, register them, um, and make sure <laughs> make sure we clamp down on that shit. Bag and tag. Hold on. I've, our, our, entire, our entire chain rate philosophy has now been verified by Cameron. That might be the new title, too. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think, um, this, the second part of that question of like, does it detract or help by expanding? I think it actually does both. (laughs) I just think it does one more than the other. Well, I have a follow-up question about this as a teacher and you guys are both obviously instructors. Now being in Scotland might be very different than the U S but we get so many internet shit. Well, yeah, but (laughs) we get so many fuckwits that come to like even the dojo potentially or wherever to me personally. And like, Hey, I saw this guy play fucking a shit version of thunderstruck and i want to do that like I, like go fuck yourself it's so annoying to like yeah. that's the only downs that's the downside i see like the chili pipers are great and everything but people come in want to play avici or whatever the fuck that tune is yeah I'm like yeah that's not really what i do man like i'll teach you to play pipes i, I will i will exclude theoretically correctly <laughs> i'll exclude the chili pipers from that group like we can talk about like the chilies the goddesses the unipiper etc and yeah, actually different levels we're actually this. trying to get a lot of these people on the show but well not the chilies i don't care about talking to them they're they're too good for this um <laughs> unlike these two good gentlemen. yeah but like i was listening i was listening to uh i think it was episode before last of rab's show and he was interviewing yet another chili because i'm assuming because i believe because apparently they have 72 people in their band they do. So they rotate it. He'll, out he'll never run out of chilies to interview. No. Um, Rap Matheson used to be in the chilies, or has. Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get rap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one of the things that uh, kind of that we they they talked about in that episode was uh, the fact that all the people that play in that fucking band compete. They're they well, play they're all in very good. Yeah, they play yeah. in grade one bands. They do solo contests. Most like, of them went to the conservatory, right? Yeah, like it's not it's not just. Nah, now nah, they do it. Nah, it's not it's not, it's not a bunch nah, of like, not so much. <laughs> they don't compete or they didn't go to the conservatory. Neither. Oh. Neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, like, uh, technically that person could just play fairly well, <laughs> set on no, their they're, own. They're, they're, they're good players. That, that, I mean, that we're moving on too quick from uh, the next section. That's the fact check Josh section. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no. There's, Someone's got to do it. And Camille's in the, she's in the chat right now. So Ozzy is usually my fact checker. But if you guys want to do it live. Keep in mind, I have, I have notes. I have notes on 117 episodes, man. You've oh my god! Keep, you, you've gone, you've gone wildly overboard in some in some of this. Keep, keep in don't mind, um, I don't have I don't have a lot of bagpiping community knowledge because I have better shit to do. <laughs> he's too busy. He's too busy. I don't know what he's like too busy doing. He's not working. Heat off it with his ambidextrous hands. <laughs> he's too busy jerking off. <laughs> Well, okay. I trust me. You got to get your no, own. They, they charge me double at the shooting range to practice that. Like it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult. I was I was interjecting there because you're talking about the Chili Pipers, and I definitely wasn't talking about the Chili Pipers when I was uh, slagging. Mm. You know the, the the mass pleasers off. The, the Chili Pipers have done, I believe, a great service to piping with young people, etc. You're talking about people that walks in and says, "I want to learn Avicii and stuff." You know you can say, well, you're in the wrong fucking place, or you can say you're in the right place because I'm going to teach you how to play Avicii, but before you get to that, you know, we're going to do some wax on, wax off shit. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll teach you how to play Avicii after two years of basics. Yeah, exactly. If you can, if you can wash my car 12 times, then we'll get, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there. Stuff. I love it. But the, 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 the chilies, you've got guys in there that, um, in fact, 
are not competitive pipers are not uh, doing that, but they're 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 touring musicians. They're touring musicians <laughs> at a very high, very high level, and and young young guys young guys as well. Well, I wasn't I wasn't buttoning to to do the service just that. Yeah, you, you, you I'm pretty sure we heard. Sort of level, I'm pretty sure on. we heard Cameron say that the Chili Pipers are a bunch of cunts. I'm pretty sure that's what he was saying. Seriously, you're gonna get us on this. You're gonna get us on this again. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. There go, there goes us getting our free theme song from Pipes, PipesDrums.com headline: Cameron Drummond calls. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We'll bleep that out. Don't worry. Uh, wait, hit the bell. <laughs> no, obviously, no. That was definitely a different thing. Like, there's a definite level between. Oh uh, yeah, that's the thing. And the like in yeah. Rab's in Rab's question, he includes that, but I think they should be excluded from that separate group. Like playing flaming bagpipes on a U cycle shittily in a Darth Vader mask. Like that, it's not the same. We've got to get that guy on the show. We're, I'm I'm really trying to. <laughs> I'm really trying to work that angle. I want to. Know, I just want to ask him like, what the fuck? I just want to know like, have you ever played in a band? Like like at what point in your career did someone not say stop? Yes, <laughs> that's what I want to know. That, that's the other thing about that um, any the NHS video and stuff. Like Happy Days, she's raising money, but I I looked at it because I actually listened to the podcast as I was running. I was trying to picture it in my head. I was like, "Fuck it, I need to get need to get back and actually watch watch this video." Well, the video is way worse. Saying, than oh, the yeah, song. She, yeah, it's she, bad. She, she might she must use some amount of uh, propane for the, for the <laughs> flaming effect. I'm pretty sure she just has rammed flaming rods down her drones i don't think there's like any sort of hookup to some sort of flame i think she's I just need to see this i think she's just it. rammed like flaming things into her <laughs> yeah. fucking pipes the, which the, the closest we've anyway. ever gotten was taping a lighter to fusco's butthole and that produced <laughs> similar flames blue angel she's definitely um like air piping for sure in the video yeah um, it's not playing it's like it's all sampled pipes. too yeah, yeah sampled. like it, it's just uh, I mean, we shit talk this fairly often on the show. Uh, yeah, we beat this to death. <laughs> just, just the fact that, like, yeah, if you got flames shooting out of your pipes or you're on a unicycle, can I'll tell you what, dude? If if you can play like fucking, not even like Stuart Little, if you can play like uh, Daryl Calvillo, yeah, like a very superb. What is he grade one now or grade it's technically two? Technically pro, but yeah. yeah, like if you can play like him while riding a unicycle, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, or shooting flames out of your bagpipes, I'm not gonna give you shit. Like okay, you you can fucking play, and you just want to up the ante. No sure. worries. Yeah, but it's trying to make a living down more, on the docks. For the most part, it's more ante than playing. It's more like, oh, I can't play for shit. But what if I do a jumping off of a fucking bridge? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need to see. Cameron jumping off a bridge with his bagpipes, playing. Well, like, well we, need, we need we need some of the uh, we need <laughs> some of like the uh, like the circus style bagpipers. We need a video of them jumping off a bridge just without cords. <laughs> no cords attached. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, okay, so we have a second part to Reb's question, uh, or, or a second question, really. Um, he asks if he has experience playing with Highland dancers, and is it a different skill set? Uh, I've you, done it a little bit. You got you guys play pipes. Have you ever played with a Highland dancer? I played um, once, and it was terrible. And uh, I vowed never to do it again. So I've never done it again. Um, it is, it is, it's a different skill, you know, and it, it doesn't matter if you can play strespays and reels or horn pipes or jigs or anything like that. It's, it's, it's a completely different skill. And, um, you know, I think there are guys who are, are great at it. Um, Donald McPhee to me is a, is a great, um, not only just Piper, but a Highland dancer Piper as well. He's, you know, he's got a great CD for it, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a separate unique skill. 
apart from just being uh, a bagpiper. You know, the, you're switched on. And again, it's it's you're not playing in a band or you're not playing solos. You're playing for these dancers, however many of them are going to be competing that are relying on you to to be as steady as possible and and do a job. Um, and I don't want that responsibility. So yeah, playing to a beat and playing a lot faster than maybe we would normally want to do. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think, uh, Cami Poo? Yeah, that, I've never I've never really done it like. Uh, Seen Don oh, you McPhee played with and, dancers. And Come on, we know the story. Well, we're talking about bagpipes, <laughs> oh, not oh, sex. Oh, oh. Sorry. Sorry, wrong question. Um, <laughs> no, not not really. I think that the last the last time I did it was probably when I was about sixteen at Hogmanay. I used to have a a gig at the uh, Balmoral Hotel in um, Edinburgh, and I was just I was just along to make a a couple of bucks and 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 played away. I've, I've never so done the standing out in the in the field and playing playing for dancers and to be honest any any time i've been at that sort of scenario i've been competing solos and stuff like that and i've heard uh, you hear it from a distance now it's either on a tape and it's good it's either donald mcphee and it's good it's either alistair mckenzie and it's good or unfortunately it's the local tatty farmer and he's he's hamming it hamming it through and his reeds gurgling and you know sounds like a fucking bag of cats and and it, that's 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 not a great thing for the dancers right um i wouldn't so think so it, it, it's only ever stuck out when i've heard it when it's terrible you know but mm-hmm. I, i've never done it i looked into it here just as a way to make an extra buck because they do pay to do dance competitions i don't remember how much they pay it's probably not very much it's not a lot but you but play a fucking lot like at least on the west coast dance association whatever i know that you're supposed to like I think there's a requirement you have to be at least a grade one soloist. Yeah, I don't know if that's true everywhere. No way. Obviously not. But no uh, way. well, and, and it's a like don't get me wrong because we we hire like for our dance contest for example in the Vegas games like we we pay for the piper yeah as part of the expense for doing Highland dance right dude they play a lot they play a lot like, <laughs> it's ridiculous that's a lot that's a lot of playing for a day <laughs> for a like, hundred bucks need a, it's more it's yeah, it's not bad pay by any means but holy shit like i i looked at that before and i was like i oh, don't that's i don't think i want to play that much for that I little do not it. in this town like <laughs> uh yeah Fusco, uh so uh you've played for and with highland dancers um what are your thoughts uh, I mean, same. It's it is definitely a different skill set. You got to play faster. You got to be incredibly steady and try not to fuck up because you're like, you don't want to ruin what they're doing, right? But I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely a different skill set. It's hard. hard I work. have. I actually enjoy it thoroughly. You, you do? Yeah, I do. Um, I I would like to credit what little ability I have to play Strasbase to playing with dancers. Why is that? Is that uh, when you're behind behind the behind the stage, Josh? Are yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the stage. Yeah, shooting his gun. Uh, no, like like the few like I've done oh, it. It's, I've, it's a little hornpipe. It's a little hornpipe, Alberto. Yeah. <laughs> tuning tuning the old bass drone, as it were. I might the, take the, the glasses off for this hornpipe. But no, like I I actually thoroughly enjoyed it just because I feel like it helps it helps me like uh, it helped me when I was not understanding. Uh, Strasbase based just on like the math of the time signature and all that kind of shit. It helped me understand more of like the feel of a Strasbase because I Josh, was like watching tap? someone jump up and down and I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh, okay. Fuck. Okay. Just play to that person. It, the dancer became the pipe major foot for me. I was like, okay, just fucking, if they go, if they jump higher, 
slow down a bit. If they fucking jump lower, speed up. Like, if they jump higher, if they jump higher, I'll hold the note longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's a difference between like. Now keep in mind, like like when you're playing for the little fucking kids, dude, like it's impossible. You got it. Like the people you would have played for would have been like incredible amateurs. Well, I was like, I I played, I played for like kids, and then like, uh, like Terra's, not Terra. No, who was the fuck? Was it Brimhall? Terra's. Yeah, my been been. (laughs) Terra's. He definitely has. I played for ISIS. (laughs) I was in the I was in the uh, Mohammedan district pipe band. Do you tap I played with four those guys. beats in the bar or two? I didn't tap any beats. I used the fucking foot of the other person. I was like, okay, this is how fast you want to fucking go. Oh, you're getting tired? You're getting tired now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah, but with kids and like people that are inexperienced, they might follow you. It might be your fault. It's very enti- impossible. I mean, it, it turned out. turned out okay. Yeah. It's the same thing like For when Las I... Las Vegas Highland Dancing. It's the same thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> fucking Las Vegas Highland Dancing. But like it's the same thing when I uh, would play with like drummers. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's your, it's your solo contest. Like, you change the tempo. You change the tempo, nice. I'm playing to you. Like, <laughs> it's not my solo. It's yours. Like, you fucking, you take the lead, asshole. Show, show me that drummer rhythm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I, I would agree. How often do you play for, for snare drummers? Or, or did you get fired? Uh, I played for Zach for like one season and he won a couple of awards and then nobody else asked me. Yeah, it's probably your fault. Probably. Isn't everything? <laughs> isn't isn't this the fuck Josh episode of the podcast? Apparently, I didn't realize it was, but I swear I didn't set this up, but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you for your questions, Rab. I feel like we've hit it. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we beat I would, that horse to death. Yeah, it's it's it is a different skill set, I would say, and these guys can't do it. So if you're a dancer and you need a piper, <laughs> don't call Glenn. Call or me. Cam, call Cam Dizzle. Yeah, don't call any of these assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I can't believe we're not even through fucking news and updates yet. <laughs> oh my god, this is well. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through this. So our friend piping Jim sent us an email in February about this whole uh, this whole thing. Have you guys have you guys gotten like weird requests for gigs? Like, hey, Josh. Can you can you let me know when I can go for a piss? Uh, yes, I will let you know. It'll be in about ninety minutes. Um, <laughs> so, so just pissing piss that bottle. Piss so well, wait. Okay, so this, I'm gonna ask this question. Glenn will answer first, and then you can piss, and then come back and answer. Uh, so so this you know you get weird requests for gigs. Like, hey, uh, my grandfather died fighting the ISIS and District Pipe Band. Um. Can you play Havana Gila at his funeral? Like weird shit, right? That doesn't really fit on bagpipes necessarily. So one of our, so think of a weird thing, Cameron, that someone's asked you to play, and then go take a piss. So piping Jim says, I thought you guys might get a kick out of this. To be fair, it's kind of an intentional fail, but a fail nonetheless. A few months ago, I got a funeral request. I like taking special requests for weddings and funerals. I think it's fun to try to get non-bagpipe songs to work on pipes. It's not. Stop doing it. Rarely does it go well, (laughs) but when it does work out, it's a lot of fun. For me, I know I'm probably in the minority here. Anyway, this funeral request came, and here's basically how the conversation went via text. Fusco, do you want to be customer or piper? I'll be uh, piper. Okay. Can you play memories at the graveside before you do Amazing Grace? I'll be happy to look into it. To be sure, this is the song from Broadway show Cats, correct? Yeah, Memories by Barry Manilow. 
Here I did a quick Googling. Barry Manilow did cover the song Memory from Cats, but not everyone is quite so cultured, so I made no mention of it. I sure can. It can work on the pipe, but it might sound a little funny. Don't get me wrong, I'm there to serve you. I'll play anything you like, but the tune does sound a little funky on the pipes. We definitely want you to play it, Namarians. It was his favorite song. He loved Barry Manilow, and he loved that song. Of all the fucking Barry Manilow songs? <laughs> really? Absolutely. Sorry. I totally understand. I'm honored to be part of the ceremony. I'll do anything you'd like to make it special. Believe me, I only bring it up precisely because I'd like the small part I play in your ceremony to help people think of your dad in a positive way, and I would hate to be a distraction. There are a lot of great tunes, like, and then I give them a list of things to YouTube videos of typical funeral bagpipe tunes, going home, Highland Cathedral, etc. We like Highland Cathedral. Let's have you do Highland Cathedral, Memories, and then Amazing Grace, like you said. I usually play Amazing Grace as I walk away from your funeral, so I fade away as gracefully as one can do on pipes. Absolutely. You bet. Believe me, I'm perfectly happy to do it. Just to be sure, because I want this to be perfect for you and your family. Here's a recording of me playing Memories. Should I insert that here? Because you not set yet, us down. Not yet, okay. yeah. Um, the pipes. Then I sent her the attached audio file. I also sent her uh, sent one with dro- no drones because that makes it slightly better, but it still sounds terrible. I won't bore you with more than the one recording. They received the recording and were silent for about 12 minutes. Then the simple response. So here's the recording he sent of him trying to play Memories. He should have put his drones in V, don't you think? I gotta say this. Get go to the answer though. Oh, oh yeah. So the customer says, "Yeah, maybe, maybe let's just do Highland Cathedral and Amazing Grace." <laughs> Um, it was a, uh, yeah. So this is the rest of the email. It was a successful funeral after all, because uh, nobody additionally died. I'm assuming. Needless to say, I'm glad I persisted with questioning the wisdom of that tune choice for my sake and for the sake of all the mourners at well. Keep up the great show, guys. I love it. I nearly caught up on listening now. It's been an awesome ride. So real quick, I, w- I do want to say this: for playing a tune that is garbage to begin with, and also not intended for bagpipes, that was a decent try. Yeah, I mean, it was awful, but it was a good try. Because one, you're taking a tune that already sucks donkey balls. Like, memory sucks. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Cats fans. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. It's a bad song. Uh, Judy Dench, go lick your own fake CGI cat pussy. Like, it's not not good. Uh, Then trying to put it on bagpipes where it does not translate whatsoever. Given all those restrictions... That was a decent attempt, but holy fucking shit, dude. I think, Glenn, you might know more about this. You guys might know more about this. I've seen one guy do this in my life. If he had tuned his drones to uh, B instead of A, this might have worked. What do you think? Yeah, possibly. My favorite part about that was uh, the cutoff. Yeah. (laughs) Or lack thereof. (laughs) Yeah, when it finished. Yeah, the best part was when it was over. (laughs) The the best part is at the end of the recording, we hear a gunshot in the background. (laughs) This guy's killing himself. This is almost as bad as the time I had to play Star Wars for this guy who bought this insanely expensive car and wanted uh, Star Wars. What did what what did the boys say at the beginning? Uh, you can you can be fucking Stuart Little or you can be some jag down the street. You're still getting two hundred pounds for the gig, dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point. It's true. It's true. 
So, so uh, the question I wanted to pose is, uh, to actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go across the room. So I'm gonna start with Cameron, then go to Glenn, then to Fusco. But you don't need my opinion. I don't care about your opinion, <laughs> but I figure we should add it for color. All right. Um, what do you think? Like, what is the weirdest thing that is a non-bagpipe tune that you got a request for? And did you tell them to go fuck themselves or, like, divert them in a correct direction? Or did you do it? Or did you cash that check? Yeah, did you cash... Bling, bling, did you motherfucker? cash that fucking check? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think for me it was probably back when I was at university and it was... Um, You'll never walk alone. I, I think it's a big Celtic thing. So I was in university in Glasgow and trying to make a couple of bucks doing piping gigs, doing a little bit of teaching and stuff. And um, it was a, a funeral, a, a young guy, and it was a Celtic fan. It was you'll never you'll never walk alone, and it's an easy one to not not together. And it was you know absolutely absolutely no bother and uh, happy to do it. Kind of kind of fits on the pipes and. Uh, it was absolutely fine, you know. Like, there's um, there's other stuff that comes in. That's could a you bit fucking? Could you play that for us right now? Yeah, on your practice center. I don't know if I know that one. No, no, <laughs> I can't. No, it's like no. Fuck off. I don't know it. I don't. I don't know. It. It's like I. I don't. I don't. I don't follow football. I don't. I didn't understand the significance of it at the time, you know. But I fucking is it not a big Liverpool song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so, post um, that. As I as I transition to Glenn, uh, same question, but more interesting answer. Go. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple stories here. So, and um, aren't necessarily tunes, but just experiences. Um, so, Blair and I, my twin, we were. I think we were going to the World Solo Drumming not 2019, 2018. And the the cab driver said to me, because we were in our uniforms, obviously, and the cab driver said uh, his um, son was getting married and um, could he book me for the wedding? And uh, what what would my rate be? And I said, well, it depends how long you'd need me for. He says, oh, well, we'll we'll come to that in a minute. Like, like, just, just give me a ballpark figure. And I said, uh, I don't know, uh, 150 pounds. And he went, okay, you're hired. And I said, well, what, wh- what does it entail? And he said, um, basically we'll pick you up at, um, six in the morning and on a, on a bus, on a coach. And so we can pick the whole family up and, um, the wedding's going to be in, um, Birmingham. And uh, we're going to stop at um, service stations on the way down. And um, you can play tunes for us all the way down. And then <laughs> when we get to Birmingham, uh, there's going to be a, a, a horse and carriage, you know, horse and buggy. And um, you will play on the horse and buggy while the bride and groom get on. And then you'll get off the other side. And I said, uh, um I, I'm not sure about this, pal. Like, just I think we're talking like maybe like a thousand pounds for that kind of gig <laughs> and a blowjob. No, 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 no. You said 150 pounds. You said 150. 
So guys want a fucking 24 hour job for, for, for 150 pounds. Bring Birmingham, England, right? Yes. From Glasgow. Yes. From Jesus Glasgow. Fuck. You're fuck talking sake. it's it's gonna be an eight hour drive, or, or, or say maybe six hours, I don't know. But on top of that, on a coach, um, as part of an Indian wedding and oh, stopping fuck. at all these service stations while everybody gets off for a piss and you get the pipes out and place tunes. So that was my first story. <laughs> that sucks. Story, so did you do it though? Did it end up happening? No, I never, I never, I never. He didn't pay you the thousand pounds. Back. Right. Yeah. So my second Also story known as 1200 American. This does not actually involve me. And it's kind of, a, it's a, it's a very bizarre story, but I've done a couple of workshops with um, the NYPD pipe band. Okay. In New York. And this guy, I don't know if I should name the guy. I gotta, I gotta assume, I gotta assume the drummers and the NYPD band are amazing. Why is that? Because they're great at beating the fuck out of things. <laughs> oh my god! This is not time appropriate. Oh my Whoa, god! Oh boy! <laughs> Somebody beep that. So this guy was playing um, for a fallen officer, right? So it was a big uh, uh, funeral procession. At I think it was St. Patrick's Cathedral, like the big one on uh, oh, well, yeah. I think it's Fifth Avenue, like the big beautiful church. And so he was playing what what he thought was supposed to be uh, uh, Amazing Grace, and he played the casket into the church. And uh, a, a passerby on the street, just just a local guy, walked up and said, "Did you just play?" Here comes the bride as oh, fuck, they fuck. carried <laughs> the casket into the church. And oh, he was like, oh. no, I played, I played Amazing Grace. And the guy was like, I'm pretty sure you played Here Comes the Bride. You know, because they both start. Hum, da, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And, and the guy was like, fuck, I need to get out of my uniform as quick as possible oh, God, so no. no one knows that it was me playing the bagpipes. Like, Did he, he actually fuck it mortified. up? Oh, yeah. He, he he was then, he knew that he had played Here Comes oh, the Bride God, as they no. were taking the fucking <laughs> casket. And the, the, the coffin into the church, right? Oh, my um, God. Terrible. And then uh, the guys tell me this, and I was like, holy fuck, man. I've never heard anything like this. And then, and then finally, this this past year, I got uh, um, I got a call to do a funeral on um, Rabbi Burns Day, and I I, th- I thought they were going to ask me to, to to play like Burns tunes, right? Which I was, you know, I mean, not really funeral kind of uh, uh, request, but fair enough. And the lady said to me, uh, she wanted to give me a bit of background. So her her mom died on Christmas Day, which is shitty. Right. And they held off for a month because there's family from different parts of the UK that could come to the funeral. And so she said, you know, she'd never organized the funeral before. And could I recommend tunes? I said, sure, no probs. Um, She said, can you give me um, like 10 tunes? And so I wrote her an email and I said, you know, here's a list of kind of slow airs or laments that, that are common. And, and, I gave I gave my 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 phone number. So she phoned me and um, she said, "I've looked through your tunes and um, we we really don't want Amazing Grace or Highland Cathedral because they're too commercial. But 
we're wondering if you could play some Elvis. My mom really loved Elvis. <laughs> and I said... The uh, copyright notice is in the mail. I said, I, I don't want to be like funny or rude here, but um, what are you looking for? Like blue suede shoes or, um, you know, um, like um, ain't nothing but a hound dog or heartbreak hotel. You haven't, you haven't heard like, like the Elvis funeral march? Like, oh, I'm sorry, you're dead. It sucks to be dead. <laughs> and she, she Maybe said, you no, should have no. worshipped Jesus instead. She said, no, no, um, you know, maybe I'll get in touch with my sister and we'll think of some Elvis tracks. And I said, well, look, it, I'm not sure I'm the guy for the job. And if you if you really want this, I, I, I will be able to maybe track someone down who can do that for you. But um, I'm not sure I'm going to be the guy. And she came back and she said, OK, scrap Elvis. Um, but but my mom really loved this tune called The Fairy Lullaby. So I had to um, YouTube. I YouTubed and I found Stuart Little playing the fairy lullaby as like an instructional video for one of his students. And and I learned it off that. And that's literally all I played at the wedding. Uh, sorry, not the wedding, the funeral. Not Here Comes the Bride. Uh, <laughs> well, Stuart Little so, yeah. does it. It's automatically approved. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, sorry, I have to interject before I get Fusco's horror story of uh, this topic, because the best comment to ever come through a live stream came on your first story, Glenn, when you're talking about like riding the bus all across and everything. And Stefan says they would be told to get a spoon and eat my ass. <laughs> Here's a spoon. That is, that is, uh, that is, that is a great 10 response. points, great 10 response. points to that comment. I don't know who's tracking. I'm assuming Ozzy, but 10 points to fun. I'm going to tell you another story based on that comment. Do you know what that's from? No, I have no idea. I believe it's from an American I mean, Pie movie. I remember it from my 21st birthday, but continue. American Pie movie? I, th- I think I think it's from an American Pie movie where where I think it's Stifler or somebody who goes, here's a spoon so you can eat my ass. Now, <laughs> there you go. I, I, it's my been so long since I've seen this. So is that the next, is that in the Chanarant Summer Collection? We'll have a shirt that says, here's a spoon. <laughs> There's no context. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, here's the story is my brothers and I played for 78 phrases uh, around the time that this th- this movie came out, right? And we were doing a concert, I'm going to say in like Virginia or somewhere. And uh, we had traveled down on a bus and the bus had stopped for, you know, a piss break or whatever, go into the convenience store or or, or to the gas station. And I can't remember what Ken Eller said, you know, the captain, Mm he made some joke. And Graham, my older brother, turned to him and went, hey, Ken, here's a spoon. So you can eat my ass. And all the fucking young guys in the band are cracking. We're like pissing ourselves. And Ken's just like, huh, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> and it's just like, where do you even fucking go with that, man? That's- Here's a spoon. All right, Stefan. Stefan, he's he's got it, man. Here's a spoon so you can eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. So so next next bad sheets we get from Ed will just be like, <laughs> Hey Ed, here's a spoon. Or Ken. It'll be actually yeah, funny it could be. Ken, Ken comes <laughs> to the Vegas. Games well, it's like every Ken year. comes down. Yeah, uh, Ken Eller comes to the games every year. We gotta we gotta, we gotta get some of these sons of bitches that come down to Vegas to get on the show, man. Ken, uh Carlisle, like some you know, all, all the Ken people would that be we've great, man. Ken all the people that we've talked shit to. I don't think he would ever do it, but he might. Jim? If we trick him. Jim Sim might. We might be able to get Jim. I don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, well, now that we have these two uh, semi legends on the show, anyone yeah, will come. You guys have just legitimized us. I hope you realize. You guys, uh, <laughs> hey, ever the piping community's days of not taking us seriously are certainly coming to a middle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could I could talk Ken into um, could you? doing the show. That would be well. We couldn't even get Cameron without you as an accountability buddy. So we Cameron's he, working on Stephen McWhorter. He needed, for me. He needed a safety blanket. <laughs> Cameron, I've got a deal for you, buddy. If you get, yeah, I'll, if, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you can get Stephen McWhorter on the show, we'll send you a shirt that says "Here's a spoon." <laughs> no, no, no. I got a better deal. We will advertise your fucking your new your new fucking venture. That's true. We do have to like get into the fucking venture once a week. We're this is going to be such a long episode. For the next, I don't hate it. I don't know. Six months. I don't I'm know. having I'm having too much fun to care about the length. We'll do it for free. I will talk about your thing every week. You'll get you'll get a six week ad run for free for free. Just get Stephen McWhorter to, to call it. Just, just to get Stephen McWhorter to call in and tell us where tell assholes. us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> That's all I need him to say on air. <laughs> he'd enjoy that and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's up for it the man the man, the man seems to have a sense of humor it, he just doesn't just realize that, he doesn't realize we have the same sense of humor <laughs> yeah he's got similar sensibilities he just doesn't know it yeah um, okay so going along this topic because I'm, I'm deadly interested in this I think yeah. it's fun Fusco yeah fucking weird ass tune that you got suggested like the most off the wall shit and did you take the check? How did it work out? Oh, I always take the check. Well, that's because um, you're a whore. Well, lately I might start to think twice about it because I'm not as broke as I used to be. That's true. You have been working a lot lately. I've been working. Um, we've, we've flipped roles. You're in charge of buying the booze now <laughs> for the show, by the way. Years ago, I, I was a little less, uh, doing less well. But, uh, I mean, we've all heard the story of me doing the Star Wars thing for the guy that bought this insanely expensive car. And he wanted me to play as the car came off the truck. Why? I have no idea. But we've heard that story. There was, I was asked at a wedding to play this Josh Groban song. Um, what's his like popular? Thing? I raise that you guy, up. That guy can cover two octaves. Raise you up. Fuck? Yes, it was raise you up. And I'm like, I kind of figured it out, but it doesn't cover the whole range. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to be rough, man. So what was the occasion? It was a wedding. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's certainly possible. It's just one of those ones because it changes octaves. You have to jump back down and it doesn't really work. It doesn't translate. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of like, like trying to play the fucking Navy tune or whatever. It just uh, Anchors work. Away. Anchors yeah. Away. Anchors Away doesn't work well on just normal GHB. Like no. it, it doesn't happen. But I did attempt Is that, is that what they, they play at the Virginia Tattoo, the Anchors Away thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, they it's like, like da dum bum bum yeah, the problem well, is the pipes can't do all the notes. It's originally it's like a fucking trumpet tune. Like, well, it's a, uh, just a normal American brass tune. Yeah, yeah. But so it doesn't. So it starts. It starts halfway minutes. through one octave and then jumps up, and it's like motherfucker. But they do it, which is interesting. Because like, why why pick that tune? Why not pick like Marine Corps hymn, which works on the pipes, or Army? Like those are the two that work on the pipes. Well, because not everything <laughs> is the Army or the Marines. No, I understand that. But like at the Virginia Tattoo, who I don't know who said it. One of them said it. They specifically play the Navy. Speaking tune of which, when, Why, when are we going to get the official Space Force tune? I'm waiting. Oh, on I, this. I can't wait. Yeah. Or is <laughs> it just is it just going to be the Star Wars theme? We can't afford to buy Somebody's that from gotta, John Williams. There's no way. They got to find out a way to to bring uh, to uh, bring John Philip Sousa back to life, and he can write the Space Force a tune. Space Force anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, guys, you guys want to make a million dollars? Write the Space Force anthem. Submit it to whoever I don't know who. Chanarant well, at gmail.com. <laughs> 
talking about the are you talking about the Netflix show or the no actual no I'm talking about Space Force. I'm talking about our oh. government is legitimately trying to create no, it a Space Force it exists <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a branch of our government now it exists the Air Force Academy this year graduated their their uh their st- their students and like seventy people went to the space went to the Space Force, Force. The, yeah they they had the option to join the Space Force out of the Air Force Academy it's it's for real. <laughs> Granted, we've had a space force before. It was just like dogs and monkeys and shit. Right. So yeah, it was NASA essentially. And was just- astronauts. <laughs> but anyway, we're way off topic here. What are we talking about? So uh, we let's were talking. To- we're talking about the weird shit that let's you, get to that hashtag you got asked to play. Plus. I want to talk. I, to I, 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 want, I want to. I want to chime in and, and bring it back around to Glenn. You know, because you slide off my shit story for the funeral <laughs> guy, which is you know great. Pretty harsh and pretty, uh, you know, it's a profound moment in my life, and you kind of shout on it. But um, <laughs> we're talking about. Well, is that because the oh. guy wish he could have died twice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, yeah, fuck. I, 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 play, I played this tune. It was the first time I ever saw a corpse shoot itself. <laughs> it was a. Uh, anyway, great, great send off. He was looking down and thinking it was a fucking great day, you know? Um, uh, <laughs> Island. What a great comment. <laughs> that is the greatest Island comment wedding. we've ever had. Go ahead. Sorry. Island Wedding is the craziest tune I've ever played at a funeral. So I got I got asked for Highland Wedding, right? So Glenn's talking, he's played in 90% of his career in Pipe competitive career in shots. I got asked for Highland Wedding. Competitive a, is a strong a word in shots, but okay, continue. <laughs> what career? <laughs> competitive. What's the... Competitive oh, right. shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so the, the I, I got this thing. I his his favorite tune was Highland Wedding, and he wants it played at his funeral. I was like, okay, fair enough. Sure. Uh, are you sure? And th- this was through a third party, so it wasn't direct to the family. I was like, okay, look, let's let's just be clear. Are you talking Highland Cathedral? Uh, yeah. because the guy wasn't a piper the guy wasn't you know he just liked the pipes and stuff like that so Highland Highland something and it was getting kind of mixed messages like sure. Highland no 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 it's, it's definitely Highland Wedding I was like fuck it out okay right I, I'll, I'll play Highland Wedding but how do, how do you adapt Highland Wedding to the context of playing a dead body down the aisle of a church you know so I was like fuck it out so I played, played outside and stuff and then I'd been th- I'd been thinking about it and thinking at the last minute someone's going to run up to me and say it's, it's, it's Highland Cathedral it's Highland Cathedral whoa, whoa you know but no I fucking ended up playing hey hello hey bro hurry hey hey bro hey hey bro you know kind of as as like as empathetically as I could as the the coffin passed down fair enough if that's your favorite tune if you want to go down to the march I I play, I play people up the aisle to that when they've got married but if you want to die to that and, and you know commit yourself to the grave then fair enough anyway I would to be quite honest uh, if Stuart Little played his version of Highland Wedding at my funeral I'd be very excited yeah so I mean I'd be dead so I wouldn't so my him, worst but. probably my worst one was uh, I had a wedding where they asked me to play the fucking Boondock Saints theme and I cashed the check is that a thing I don't even it's like and it's fu- it's fucking violin. So like uh, it was 
it was a close approximation. <laughs> let me put it this way. It was also a shotgun wedding, so I wasn't too worried about it. And it was like out at Lake Las Vegas. So like charge for the drive, cash a check. Yeah. Just yeah. called no, it, called it a day. Gonna, nobody's going to know. But like on the, on the other side, uh, I remember like uh, my, my aunt, when my aunt died, uh, she wanted me to, she had the band play and I played at her funeral, my aunt Sally, and she requested a hornpipe. I played Pumpkin's Fancy at my aunt's wedding. <laughs> she was like, she was like, no, no sad tunes. That's fair. She's like, no sad tunes. Fuck that shit. She was also like a teamster and shit. So I have never seen more old people drunk than at that funeral at the teamster Teams, hall yeah, because teamsters. they were just, there were no joke. they went to like eight bottles of Patron and scotch and beer and all kinds of shit, dude. They were fucking lit. <laughs> It was insane. Okay, so I appreciate you guys uh, charming us with these stories. Um, real quick, Fusco, are you ready for some housekeeping? Oh, we're just getting to housekeeping now? Uh, we have the return. Oh, yeah, I got it. <clears throat> the return of the Chandorant Patreon raffle. If you are a subscriber, if you're one of those people who pays $5 a month, be one of our patrons. Um, we are re- bringing back the raffle. I don't know why it went away. I'm assuming just because we, we were too busy. Busy and lazy. Yeah. So uh, this raffle is for a Chantorant t-shirt of your choice. Yep. Any merch other than Fusco, expensive stuff. Fusco has shuffle. Yeah, n- nothing expensive because come on, guys. Because <laughs> we're broke. Like, <laughs> it's a shoestring yeah. budget around here, right? Uh, Fusco has shuffled all of the patrons who have not won in the past. And I got a winner. That has not won. And our winner is Eric Estes. Hey, cheers, Eric from Indiana. So, Eric, we're oh, gonna send well you. Done, Eric. We're gonna send you an email, um, and then you know, pick a shirt you want, and we're gonna mail it to you in, in one, one to, to seventy-four, 74 days. business days. <laughs> Don't get excited because I still haven't mailed Eric Evan House's shirt out yet, but I have it. Eric, yeah, I've gotten as far but- as having it. We got we got we got to slow down the Evan House shirt delivery because you know I I don't want to see that shit on cops Utah <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's gonna be live PD and I'm gonna see a fucking pink bearded clown man being arrested <laughs> in a Chandler Ranch shirt I don't know if I'm okay with that <laughs> uh, real quick also we have a, a little bit of a news thing so the wake mini band contest do yeah. you do you have some context on this I do. Um, uh, either of you guys friends with Joe Brady? Is anybody yeah, ever? Yeah, you guys know. Everybody knows fucking Joe Brady. You can't. You everybody can't. knows Joe Brady, but is anybody friends with Joe Brady? Like, oh, when yeah. when do we find his secret porn dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe Brady. I love Joe Brady too. But he's he's organizing. I don't want to call it the Joe Brady contest, but that's essentially what it is. But it's called Band Ready. It's a mini band. I thought it was Brady Fest 2021. <laughs> Brady Fest. That's a great great name. That's actually what they should call it. But he's doing a, a mini band contest because we're all about to go back to being able to be with at least with 10 people. So he intentionally kept the numbers to a mini band contest. Four pipers, two sides, a tenor and a bass. Um, so that uh, we can have, because they're doing all these solo online contests. Yeah. You guys, I don't know, Glenn, you're probably judging some of these, I imagine. Um, but uh, why not do like a mini band one? Like keep people keep people moving, right? And we're in the U.S., at least Nevada, anyway. We're, we're definitely going back to uh, putting people back together again. Well, for now. <clears throat> for now, we'll see. Yeah, but, second wave will hit, don't worry. Yeah, but that's okay. But uh, for now, Joe's taking advantage of the uh, <laughs> the calm and wants to uh, put it out there. So go to all of the six on Facebook. You can find Joe's post and you can submit 
your interest in this contest. Yeah, so All of the Six is our public fan group. If you're one of our listeners, you should join. Um, that's the place where you can, you know, not hide as much as you normally do if you're a Chandran fan. Right, if you really want to hide, don't join it, but yeah. otherwise. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Joe posted in there um, interest submissions for their band-ready band's Joe Brady Fest 2020 fucking mini band contest. We're going to do this. Yes, we are. I don't care if it's just me, you, and fucking Marcy. I don't, I don't we're care. Doing we're doing it. We're doing it. We got two sides. We got four pipers. We have a base. I don't know about a tenor. Anybody five. that doesn't want to participate will be summarily executed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So this is great. It's our. It's the first foray into some sort of band something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually interested uh, in the opinion of you two. Uh, drunk loons. Who? Uh, me? The, the guests. Oh, no, the guests oh. on the show. I don't care about your opinion. Oh, I hear it all the time. Okay. Your opinion is exhausting to me. It's it's <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fucking broken air conditioner. Like it just whirs and whirs and whirs, and I have to ignore it all day. Absolutely. Um. No. What do you guys think? Like, do you guys think that online contests will <clears throat> stay moving forward? Just because it's so much more fiscally responsible not to have to fucking dr- well and you got you guys don't have as much of an issue as we do here but like for us it's like fuck you drive like you drive like six hours pay for three nights of a hotel to play for 12 minutes 12 minutes you 12 know minutes. like do you guys think that that's going to be a thing that just stays online contests will be permanent from now on just like to interject there glenn brown is definitely not a drunken loon he um <laughs> He stays hydrated, he stays refreshed. Uh, there's no way you can have sex with nine women in a day if you're on the bevy. Just to Wait, 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 your, whoa. This is a right. legendary stat. Hold on, I'm writing this down. We'll get back to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to the coxmanship. Dirtbag Olympics okay, 5. Just saying, just saying. Uh, moving on to the online competitions. What was the question, sir? Do you well, think this is the stay? wave of the future? Yeah, yeah do, you, I mean, do you think the lack of yeah. personal cost will make them more more accessible to people that don't, you know, they want to take a day off work. They don't have to travel. They don't have to pay for hotel. They don't have to do all this shit. You're right. Yeah. I think, I think the international uh, engagement um, of uh, online competition is destined, destined to see. I, I, I don't think there's um, a direct comparison to be had with Turning up to Highland Games in Scotland is a very, very different thing. However, competitive piping is is definitely going to go down both routes. Um, I think Glenn will agree that uh, you know what we call the the, the big ones, the big competitions um, will stay as they are and should stay as they are. However, there's massive scope to open up to online entries from all over the world to be judged by the very best of uh, judges in the world as well and to play for big prizes. I, th- I think the, the technology is a, is a bit of a leveler where, uh, you know, your setup and recording equipment and things like that can, can come into question a little bit because there's definitely guys that know how to do that and there's definitely guys that don't know how to do that. And Can you forward us the guys sure who know how to do its name so they can help us set up our show? Because we we were struggling, we were struggling pretty hard. If you told me uh, what was happening tonight with more than thirty seconds notice, I would have set up a couple of mics uh, to cover my shit dulcet tones. Um, and 
and we could have gone from there. Yeah, it doesn't take much to the Josh, does it? It doesn't take much. You know, a couple of fuckwits in a room with a couple of laptops, and you can you can be uh, worldwide within a matter of seconds. But, World's worst bagpiping but, uh, podcast buddy. for now. <laughs> <laughs> On the way up, baby. Yeah, I think I think it's I think um, that's an interesting point that you made though. Like, and and I I kind of want to present a broader question to all three of you. Okay, can you decentralize piping competition? Can you make it a thing that doesn't have to necessarily be tied to your region? Can can there be I think that's hugely important. Can there be like an international leaderboard? Absolutely. Based on based on online competition versus what can I fly to? What can I drive to? Am I, you know, cuz I think I think that there's phenomenal playing across the world, mostly in the UK and Australia, but a little bit in America. Uh, and those people just, those people think they're the best cause they don't get to compete against each other. That, that's the great equalizer is that now we can put people all over the world. And this is what the solo contests that are doing, they're happening now. It's like, Hey, a bunch of Americans co- can go play in the Peel regional police thing against a bunch of Canadians who are actually good. And like, realize that hey we got to step it up well and a bunch of aussies from hawthorne can slap people that are in <laughs> fucking uk yeah, whatever like, yeah whatever it is so it's the great equalizer which I, I think there's room for both you know like cameron mentions like keep the majors the way they are obviously because there is a there's, there's no replacement for sesh too there's, like there's something to be said about producing on the day when you need to produce yeah but there's also something to be said for here's our best foot forward let's put our video out that's our best foot forward because there's a little bit of both so why not do a little bit of both. I, don't I, I I think there's no wrong answer, right? Like if if both things survive, it's just more playing more competition, right? I mean, the, the do you remember? Though. Do you remember? You remember like fucking seventy two episodes ago when Andrew Douglas put us to sleep talking about how you know people compete because they want to know who's best. Like we have the option now. Like we through actually, technology, we actually can. Now. We could do it. Yeah. Without without all of the stuff it takes to put on a games or a right. major contest in UK. But here's the thing, especially in the in UK, I imagine, is that all these cities probably very much count on all the money they bring. The revenue, in, yeah. And they're not gonna like it. But is that what's best for piping? Who gives a fuck? I don't, I don't think it would them. stop the event from happening. Mm. Like if you like okay, let's say Maybe. let's say know. there were five events within thirty minutes of us. We would go to every single one. Right, probably. Or whether whether we even could, two hours. <laughs> whether we could submit whether we could submit online or not, we would go to all those things. Probably. I mean, the thing that becomes more of a issue is, and and I'm gonna kick to you guys in a minute because you're gonna not be happy about this comment. Uh-oh. As uh, <laughs> people in the UK and Scotland thinking that they're the only ones that can fucking judge major contests because they. Not realizing there's a there's a barrier to entry even to get there. There's such a huge cost barrier versus taking a ferry or flying three thousand miles to fucking compete, right? Like I think there's a built-in stigma that bands in the UK, bands in Scotland, Northern Ireland are the best when they actually might not be. It's just everyone else can't afford to fucking go. Or dealing with the negative consequences of having to travel that far to go. Yeah. And then I mean, I don't know. I mean, the vast majority of great bands just can't fucking put together the cash. Uh, well, Australia and New Zealand, for sure, very they go every couple of years because that's what they can afford. We have American bands. American bands have a hard time getting Yeah, but there. they're not very good. Like, uh, at least New no. Zealand bands are good. <laughs> at least, at least, I would say, at least Aussie and New Zealand bands are pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, yeah New Zealand I, think, I think that there's, <laughs> I think that there's a, and 
you know, these guys are about to fucking tear me apart for this, but I'm going to let him oh, do I, it. Cameron's like, but I can I see think, him winding up. I think, I think that there's, I think there's a general assumption that nobody else is good because Scottish bands and Irish bands consistently win the worlds and win the majors. But it's like, yeah, nobody else can fucking afford to do it, dude. They're too far well, away. So I, I've got a couple of thoughts on it. And, and the first one is this, if you're a contender, you're going to figure out a way to go to get to get to a, to a live event. You know, I, I, I think the, the online stuff is great uh, and is somewhat of an equalizer because everyone would then be at the same advantage or disadvantage, right? And it can be more global. Um, and you can, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a recording or you're, you're in your room, um, you're, everyone's kind of at the same advantage or disadvantage. But a live event, you know, like the Worlds or the Majors, the bands who are going, who are the best in the world, uh, certainly in the top grades, they will find a way to raise the money to go. Now, when you're talking about going down the grades, kind of grade three and grade four, where there are way more bands in the States and Canada and Australia, uh, New Zealand, like all around the world, there might be the best band that doesn't go to the worlds because they don't have the cash. And uh, um, in 2011, my brothers and I did a, uh, an interview with NBC that aired during the Olympics the next year. And this was, I worked at the piping center at the time. Weird and, flex, um, but continue. Well, yeah, but so because I worked at the piping center, the, the, the PR team basically said, um, we, we, we want you to do this interview, but they didn't tell, tell us what it was about really. You know, they said this is when it's going to air, but they didn't say what it was about. So I can't remember the lady's name, but she she does the commentary for like uh, um, the U.S. Open and stuff like this. I think her name's uh, Mary or Joe or something like this. Like her name's anyways. Joe. Joe Brady. That's a female. That's the one. So she interviewed my brothers and I and asked all these sort of questions. And their last question was. Uh, what would you like to see happen to the world championship? And my response was, uh, I would like to see the world be a world event. You know, I'd like to see it be held in America or Canada or Australia or South Africa. And I just named all these places. And, and the Well, not South said, Africa, but all the other places. Sure, whatever. You know, just imagine turning up somewhere sunny where you're not really going to have a chance of rain that, you know, everybody's going to be at the same uh, 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 weather, like where shots isn't going to play in the pissing rain and then uh, 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 bog hall gets rained on in, in final tuning, but then the sun's out when they come onto the field, you know? Anyways, we all gave our answers. And uh, I think I said, you know, even if it was every three years, say you had it two years in Glasgow and then one year in, in uh, California and then two years in Glasgow and one year in Melbourne or whatever. And the girl who had arranged the interview, she said, you're a fucking dickhead. I fucking can't believe you just said that. You're fucking trash and all this. And I was like, wow. whoa, 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 whoa. What, what is with the hostility? And she said, do you know what this interview was about? And I said, no. But she said it was about UK tourism. <laughs> shouldn't, have, shouldn't have fucked her so hard. That's their own damn fault. well, you should have given me a heads up and then I wouldn't have said anything. I said, but my, my, my genuine answer is that 
because you have bands that might be in the middle of Missouri that might be practicing all year that, that are amazing and don't have the money to go and compete at the World Championship, but they might actually be the best band. Um, so I, I, I do think, and as, as a, a foreigner um, who has moved over here, and, and this is now my home, but as a foreigner, you appreciate how much money it costs you to get there every year. And, and for the bands in Australia and New Zealand, they're spending $100,000 to get there That's, you know, for one shot. That kind of leads into my next question. So you talked about how like the top contenders, uh, if, if yeah. they are in that bracket, they'll find a way to make it work. Uh, mm-hmm. As a hypothetical, and I'm opening this up to everybody, um, I'm going to start. I actually, I'm going to start with Cameron on this one because he's been quietly drinking his ass off. He's drinking his ass yeah. off over there. Um, <laughs> Do you think? Do you think if the World Pipe Band Championships, and that's the name, it, it's called the World Pipe Band Championships, it's what everyone considers. If that was held in Los Angeles, do you think that Inverary would come, Field Marshal Montgomery, Klaus Kelt? Like, do you think you think the bands would make it that are more than you know thirty minutes out? Like, yeah, absolutely. So the the the, the question of all these online competitions and things like that. They're all popping up. Every association association is having one. Bands are having them as fundraisers. So you pay your entry, but the judges donate their time, and that's a fundraiser for the band. They're trying to plug the gap of, um, you know, for example, St. Patrick's Day, the, the, the missed earnings for, for that sort of thing. Um, the, the thing is that it's going to get so diluted that, you know, if I could, I could start tomorrow. The world, you know, fucking what was it? Tom World's fucking Philip World. Philip World. Come on, get the name right. Philip. Philip, sorry, Philip put sorry. a lot of work in. Philip put a lot sorry, of work in to Philip. create the world. I'm no, so excited no. that he halfway got there. I can't, yeah. I can't believe Cameron listens to <laughs> our fucking show. Of course, of course I did. Like I, I, I Wikipedia did just before I came on just to check, and I, I fucked it because. I've had too much to drink, but yeah, you, you're right, Philip. If <laughs> Philip, you know, if Philip decided that everyone should follow his world title, then we should, you know, you're, you're talking, you're talking to the, you're talking to the uh, current president of the CPA. There, there has to be some sort of governing body in charge of the competitions because if it gets so diluted, I can enter ten online contests in a month. And that's what it's getting to, which which is fair enough. Everyone's out there. Everyone wants to pay the entry fee. Everyone wants to play. Um, everyone's kind of looking for a gauge as to where they are at this stage in the in in the season that isn't actually a season. But you know, it it, it will dilute it. Whereas if you have an organisation like the RSPBA or the CPA that decides. You know, that takes a real big decision that says this is the premier contest. I, I I've always thought that. You know, when I was when I was growing up, the world the world championships to me were not just in Glasgow. They were you know moving around and the championships moved around and you know wherever they were, I would go. The big the big question is, you know, if you had a major championship in another continent, would would the bands go? And I, I believe they would because they would, you know, I, I'd like that sort of role reversal. I've played in Australia, I've played in America, and the, the amount of time and effort 
and money these guys put into coming to Scotland, when you're over there, it makes you appreciate just how important it is. And if I, uh, you know, had to had to put the same demands on my family life, lifestyle, and bank balance to to pursue, you know, the dream of going and winning a contest, if it was the contest, the worlds, the Philip worlds in, uh, you know, Las Vegas, then. You'd have to think that it would happen. It just takes the the organization and the kind of governing body. You know, like whoever stamps the fucking the world's medal, if if they decide that's where it's going to be and they put the infrastructure in place, then it, it, I think the bands would make the effort, and that would that would open things up to big sponsorship and over here. The, the good the good Scottish bands would get sponsorship to make sure they could travel. So I know I know the good Scottish bands would get sponsorship, but what about Scottish Power? Stamp. <laughs> they uh, they have enough money to fucking. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. The best the best band and never win worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can do whatever. Uh, they want. Well, I, I, I mean, if we want to touch on that, I'm going to say. Yes, there's their contender. I was in the band when we were second, um, but so it's your fault. You know, Bog Hall, Bog Hall's been close a couple of times. Bog Hall's technically the best band that's never won, right? Um, There's at least well, well no. Kloskell for a while was the best band that ever won in the lower well, grades, grade too, but yeah. now they're now they're just crushing shit because they stole all the drum cores from, <laughs> from everybody else. Right? Yeah. But no, but in grade one, the Powers never won. Bog Hall's never won. I. Uh, so I, I think it's interesting, guys. I mean, I would love to maybe – this sends my mind down a totally different tangent of like a decentralized pipe band network, but I'm not going to go into that right now because uh, I'm Bev. That's how, this is how I can tell. As soon, as soon as I start trying to invent systems to replace systems, I know I'm too drunk. So, uh, Fusco, I'm kicking it over to you. So, okay. So I guess we're going to transition into actually – this has been – how long are we going on here? Uh, it's, it's over an hour and a half, okay. but we're doing good. That's right. So it's, it's, it's good stuff. So <laughs> we, Hey, guess what? If you were a fan of the big rap show and you complain when it goes over an hour, go fuck yourself. <laughs> long episodes are good. So we have an actually, long rap episodes are good too. And, uh, if you don't like it, drive farther. I don't give a shit. We haven't actually technically got to the interview part, but it's, it's all kind of been like, let's get these guys opinions and a bunch of nonsense, but we're going to get to that part. Um, so we do have some questions from the audience, this questions from, I don't know, I guess us, I don't know, but, um, so we'll get into a little bit of those here, but, uh, I thought what I'd start with is playing a little bit of Cameron playing, uh, again, Glenn was a surprise guest, so I didn't really prep for him too much, but, uh, I do have some Cameron playing. So he plays two tunes here. Cameron, you'll probably recognize this. It's one memories. The first one is something <laughs> I want people to know, like who played it better, Cameron or Callum? And two, when he goes into the second tune, it's Josh's favorite tune of all time. So we're gonna Scott's play. Scott's hey? It's absolutely. So we're gonna play a little bit of Cameron here. Let's, let's can see. I can I go for a piss now? Absolutely. You don't you, need, you don't can. need to hear yourself play, trust me. <laughs> Like, when you hear his set and you look at the audience of this video, you're like, what the fuck? There's like four people in the audience. 
and it's crushing. It's a, it's a burner. That's how you get good audio, though. There's no audience there to interrupt your audio. Yep. Every time I have a gig where there's no audience, I'm like, thank God. I can actually just capture the music. <laughs> You'll recognize this when it gets to it. A little, bit of a, a little bit of a variation. This is Josh's favorite tune. I love this fucking tune. This is on a redneck, dude. Big time. <laughs> I'll do the Fred Morrison. We're sitting down, so we got it. We got half of it. <laughs> oh, we gotta get Fred on. We've lost the audio, right? So one important question, Cameron, about this recording. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, of course I do, yeah. What was it like to play for six people? Well, um... <laughs> Can't like doing the show live. <laughs> what was it like to record one of the most amazing sets ever? Yeah, that was for brutal, six man. That was awesome. <laughs> um, four of them were my family that had to come in from Connecticut. <laughs> um, that figures, right? And two of them, two of them, I was staying with because they were putting me up. So there you um, go. It's a hell of a recital, bruv. Yeah, yeah. I, it it was great. That it was it was it was absolutely brilliant. So that that was in the the Celtic Hall in Schenectady, and my experience of America and American piping is very very limited. But the best times. I've had her on the East Coast and being hosted by um, uh, Matt Kelly up in uh, Schenectady, mm-hmm. uh, visiting uh, our pal Doogie. And uh, that, that recital was part of a, a road trip me and Ali Henderson uh, took uh, just for shits and giggles. We, we went a long way around to the Virginia Tattoo. We took two weeks and and cruised down from we went uh, up to Boston and uh, came all the way down and ended up in ended up in Virginia and that that set was um, it was a, it was a Fred Morrison tune and then went into a little bit of Carlos Nunez and if you haven't heard you know, that was terrible like the end of it ending of it was absolutely terrible but if you haven't heard uh, Carlos Nunez jigs and bulls you have to 
Google it. It's, it's, it's some of the the most accurate and fast piping you'll ever hear. So it's on the it's on the Gaita, the Spanish Gaita. Yeah. But it is so on the big big middle pipe. In, in, incredible. No, it, it, yes, it's well, you'll see it. Carlos Nunes jigs and bulls is fucking unbelievable. And I was just having a having a little go at it, and I fucked up at the end. But you know, you played it anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> that's fair. Matter. That's fair. Um, hey, you can't be perfect, man. You're human, just like the rest of us, especially Josh. Wow. I'm, are you saying I'm the most human of all of us humans? <laughs> Listen, uh, it was still fucking. It's still fucking. It's fucking burner, dude. That was yeah. awesome. We actually asked, talked about talked about this with Murray Blair a month ago or so because we played a clip of him playing because he sent us some clips of him playing because he he really struggles to play the full pipes nowadays. But he played a bunch of jigs and we're like, hey man, what's it like to be fucking four minutes of jigs and fucking be brilliant? He's like, yeah, I fucked up a couple times. Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't no, hear it. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, that's not my favorite. It's not my favorite recording. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so anyway, uh, for those of us in the lower levels, we're like, hey, that's fucking goddamn genius. Um, what's but, it like down there? That was, in that the was, lower that levels was really still? interesting. Which one? It was really, really interesting hearing, um, what's his name? Murray Blair? Murray? Murray Blair. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It, w- it was really good, to, really good to hear him on. Yeah, he's and a fucking the, legend. Um, He's even big, bigger uh, dick legend than you. He doesn't let us say it, but yeah, he doesn't let us <laughs> yeah. say that he's a big yeah, dick yeah. legend. He's very, very humble. Yeah, if you if you go behind any of the any of these band recordings and stuff, yeah, like he was there, and 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 all these tunes and stuff um, with the Vic Police. Uh, this, this is the time to show the hat. Wait a minute. The the Vic Police hat. Oh um, yeah, big time. You know, yeah, he he was a he was a very humble guy. I I met him very briefly at piping live, but it it turns out to be like quite a close pal of um, uh, a, a great guy I know in well who's in Melbourne now, uh, Scotty Scotty Burrell, a drummer that used to play for Balco. Mm-hmm. He he's he's good pals with uh, Murray Blair now, and yeah, he just like you know listen listen to the recordings. He's he's been behind the tunes and stuff. It was it was a it was a great interview and he was kind of very modest about stuff but but you know like Master Blasters was a a new thing to me I I'd listened to seventy eighth Fraser Highlanders probably Flame of Wrath mm-hmm. way before I heard of Master Blasters and then when I heard Master Blasters it seemed like such a kind of studio edit compared to those you know, live recordings. I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm into that and stuff. But, you know, with uh, with the benefit of a bit of experience and stuff, you can, you know, appreciate appreciate the, yeah, the attempted behind those yeah, the recordings innov- and stuff and what he was doing. Yeah. yeah, the innovation there was quite remarkable. Oh, I yeah. mean, uh, 79's Flame of Wrath is outstanding. Don't get me wrong. But that's, that's another one of those amazingly inspirational albums that hit that was just fucking... That just ruled. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, so one, I have another clip that I want to play. And Cameron, this is from you playing at the Glenfiddich in 2017. Cameron Drummond. That's it. So what I want to know is those 12 <laughs> seconds where you're like waiting for your drone, you're, you're just like fucking getting ready. 
How much were you shitting your pants right then? Who? That was me or Cammy? That was that was Cameron. Right about to play the unjust incarceration in 2017. He's about to play his P Brock. He's letting his. He's just fucking. Oh, he would have been shitting his kilt, not his shitting pants, his kilt, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Glenn would have been shitting his. Glenn, Glenn would have been shitting his Glenn pants. How much I would shit myself. <laughs> no, I want to know how much you were shitting your pants in those 12 seconds of like the drones just not ki- not kicking the in. Yeah, you absolutely. Oh fuck! I thought you were asking. I thought you were asking Glenn. No, this is me. you. Uh was this your first appearance in the Glenfiddich? 2017. No, no, it wasn't. No. Okay. So, uh, so you're an old that, hat. That, well, no, yeah, that 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 is that. Unfortunately, it doesn't make much of a difference. I, I, <laughs> well, it maybe it maybe it maybe takes the edge off, but um, no, 2017 was uh, a wee bit weird. I was not um, 100%. Uh, fitness. I oh, I had like a kind of a cold coming on, so I was in this kind of zone of right. Let's 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 get through it. And to be honest, you know when you when you you walk out onto a stage like that, uh, in my experience, you've done your shitting yourself well beforehand. Oh okay. Um, you. No, uh, you don't think okay. so. Well, uh, Glenn, Glenn might, Glenn might disagree, but so Glenn was shitting uh, your pants for you. He was <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I, um, yeah. I mean, I, I remember as a what twelve, thirteen year old getting uh, there was a a really really big contest in Scotland. The, the junior, junior, <laughs> junior solos. <laughs> And uh, if you play at it, and I remember listening to, um, I remember listening to James Beaumont and um, John Moherm playing. You'll know these guys' names. Uh, playing in the over category and thinking, "Fuck me, these, these guys are you know absolutely on fire." If you don't know those names, you're fuckwits. And um, <laughs> so, you know, at, 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 at that sort, of, that sort of contest, like. Before you get there, before you get there, you've you've had all the worry, and so for me, when you when you walk on stage, yeah, you're worried about your performance, but um, the 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 real nerves go out the window. It, you know, it's it's more, it's more just you know, get into performance mode, get through it, and uh, you know, as it happens, I made a fucking mistake in that tune, so um, it's not the not the the thing you want to do, you know, you play really well and have a little have a little blip in the in the Glenfiddich. That's not what you want to do. But uh yeah, in terms of in terms of those like tuning phrases and stuff, that's that's where I start to relax a little bit. You know, it does it doesn't determine where the tune goes. Like you, you you still might shit yourself in the tune and you might have a wobbly moment and stuff like that. But um yeah, for my, for myself, it's the, the the feeling of pressure before you get on stage is the is the big worry. And then when you walk on, like there's fuck all you can do about it. You you've got to play. If your pipes are in tune, happy days. If you're if you're walking on with problems that you're like fuck, my pipes aren't as good as they should be and stuff. Then okay, you're gonna you're gonna be nervous. But if you put yourself in a good position and walk on, then you know 
there's nothing else you can do. There's not, no point in being nervous, you know. So there's, I don't know, I don't know. It's different, different, different for different guys. But you, you see what Glenn can says. I, well, let's ask a winner what it's like, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Um. <laughs> Glenn, what is so, it like for you when you win the Peabrock Challenge in 2019? Uh, so I, I, I've been there three times, and. Uh, your, your question about shitting yourself is like, I'm not a nervous guy at all. And when I compete, it's just what Cammy's saying there. Like when you're on stage, it's either going to go well or it's not. And, you know, I've learned this through years of competing, probably when I was about 18. And, and then from there on, it's like, it's not life or death. So uh, if you fuck up, you fuck up. And if you play well, then great. But uh, my tip my advice for all competitive players that want to play at the Glenfiddich one day would be, and it doesn't matter where you're from in the world, go to the Glenfiddich before you're going to play there. Okay. Because I was 26 when I won the gold medal and I'd never flex. been to the Glenfiddich. Sorry. So that was a good flex. Well, that was 26, no, but 26 like, when I won the Glenfiddich. <laughs> no, not the Glenfiddich. But I had, I had never been to the Glenfiddich. I had never set foot in the building. So I had no idea what to expect, right? Right. So these these other competitions you're playing in, uh, Inverness and Oban and London, like the big ones, the, you know, they're a level of, of um, you know, intense uh, emotional fatigue, all this sort of stuff that you have to go through on, on the day, right? But the Glenfiddich is a room full of 500 people or more that know exactly what they're listening for. So my first time at the Glenfiddich was my first time competing there. And I literally stepped on stage and shot my pants. I'm looking out in the audience like, fuck me, you know. Um, anybody who's anybody is there. Um, also, I, I worry about the Glenfiddich because if that building fell down, that's 500 dead virgins. I <laughs> who love Peabrock <laughs> who love Peabrock <laughs> just so but my, my, my first year my experience was uh, I broke down in the in the Kronlua, um, and what happened was and they've changed this now but the room at the Glenfiddich if you're sitting facing the stage there's these giant windows okay and now they have blinds that they've pulled down because there's the parking lot right right out out front of it and then there's a side window that has the bbc van and people walking in and out like coming in and when i was playing and i shouldn't have let this affect me but i was turning and out of the corner of my eye i saw a woman in a bright red jacket who just got out of her car like she was coming in and it completely i lost where i was and so i stopped and it's hilarious because one of the judges came up to me afterwards and went, oh, it was going so well. Why'd you stop? And I was like, because I was fucking off the tune. I had no fucking clue where I was. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I would have got back onto it, right? <clears throat> but the same year, Roddy uh, won the Peabrock and he played Donald Dougal. And if you've been to Blair Athol, uh, the grounds, the peacock. There, are pe there are peacocks, there are lots the of wild animals. And this year, Roddy Just like the playing, Vegas games. I'm sure there's lots of things at the Vegas games. Well, there's a lot of peacocks, literally. <laughs> That's why our well, emblem so, is a peacock. So there's a there's there's a peacock on the on the window ledge as Roddy's playing his peacock, literally opening its tail, 
and fanning it like this. And Roddy, you know, the guy's a master. He um, he was totally cool. You know, he gave, he gave zero fucks. And uh, my second time, which was 2017, Cammy, that was Cammy's second time as well, I think. Um, at the start of 2017, uh, I did the dojo cruise with Andrew Douglas and Callum and Robert Matheson, these guys. But that we were, Callum and I were in the States for two weeks and we did uh, the dojo cruise where, so we landed in New York, which was fucking like minus 10 or whatever for, for you guys, it would have been like 25 degrees. Still sucks. It doesn't matter either way. Freezing. Celsius and, and or then, Fahrenheit, uh, that still sucks ass. And then, and then we went to this cruise where we were in the uh, Caribbean and it was, you know, 40 degrees um, Celsius. And then I, and then back to New York where again, it was minus 10. And then, and then a week later back to Scotland where it was rainy and cold and my, uh, one of my tenor drones cracked and uh, mm. I play a set of nail pipes. So they were, they were like relatively new, you know, they're about eight years old, seven years old, maybe. And uh, I got in touch with Martin and I said, like, you know, can you make me a new piece? And he said, oh, no, I'm just going to repair it. So he did his thing, repaired it, and um, you couldn't couldn't see the crack. And it was fine. And I had a good competitive year and, and, and qualified for the Glenfiddich. And uh, the start of October is the Captain John competition. And I've only played it in a couple of times. But the morning of the Captain John competition, uh, again, it was a cool morning. I looked, I went to tune my drone and, and the crack had reappeared. So it had split again. So this was like about three weeks before the Grand Fiddick. And, and I thought I'll send it down to Martin. He'll send me a replacement piece. But he didn't send me a replacement piece. He, uh, he didn't have time. So I ended up playing uh, a set of pipes that was another new set of nails that I hadn't really spent much time playing. So that's what I played in the Glen Fiddick that year. But, but like, I felt much more at ease because I had been there and I, you know, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was kind of up against. And you, you saw the venue. Fine. And, uh, and then last year was, um, was good. You know, I, I got a tune that I, that I love playing and, um, you know, you're in, you're the, you, you've done the hard work as Kenny says, you've done the hard work to kind of get there. And so it's just kind of a celebration. You're there with the other top guys of the year. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good, you know, and it was a, a successful day um, in the P-Rock. So yeah, the, the, the highlight for me was um, playing a new, uh, a modern tune, which I did in 2017. I played a Chris Armstrong March that's uh, uh, a modern tune, which I like to do, like play new things. It doesn't matter if it was written yesterday or a hundred years ago, a good tune's a good tune. But the highlight for me was being able to play it with uh, the guy who wrote it, son, judging. Because um, if there's anybody that you want to impress with that tune, he's the guy that, you know, you really want to impress playing his father's tune. And, and it just happens to be, you know, one of my favorite tunes. So it was a good year. Um, and I think, but again, you know, the Glenn Fiddick is, is, is amazing for, for anybody. And I, I would, I would say, you know, it's, it's one of these things that people should put on a bucket list and go and, and listen to, um, I mean, the pipes just sound fucking incredible in that big hole and oh, yeah. everybody's there because they want to hear good piping. You know, it's not like, 
It's not like they're there because they're waiting for you to drop a grace note. So they go, aha, you drop that grace note there. They're there because they, they, they want to cheer you on. They want to hear good piping, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Cammy probably feels the same way, right? Like it's, it's the ultimate for pipers. Yeah. I, I was there um, I was there when I was probably 12 or 13 when I was as soon as I was in a band with players that kind of knew what they were doing they were like right get up to get up to the Glenfiddich get a and b let's go have a couple of beers go to the Cayley blah 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 and the the experience was just absolutely phenomenal just listen mm-hmm. listen to the top 10 players of that era and you know so Glenn Glenn played and that was the first time we'd been there. I I played there. I knew what it was all about. I knew what was what was going on. It, it you know, didn't fucking help, but uh, <laughs> you know, I knew I knew you're prepared. I knew the the gravity of it, the the grounds yeah. of it. I mean, it, like Blair Castle is just an un, an unbelievable place. I, I and I remember the the peacock jumping up at the window and Roddy Roddy McLeod was playing. I fucking I'd heard stories of Roddy McLeod getting stung by bees and wasps on his way around the games and finishing the tunes without a flinch. And you know, mm. I'd like, like Roddy, Roddy McLeod's legend had been drilled into me by one of my first teachers, his his bagpipe and his approach and stuff like that. Um, you know, I I knew what to look up to, and and at the Glenfiddich, I. I I saw it and realized that uh, you know the elite were where they were because because of certain reasons. And if I wanted to ever be there, then I'd have to fucking work uh, really, really hard. And it wasn't until years later, years later, that uh, I had the opportunity. Well, what our audience really wants to know, though, is does play and both of you guys have played in the Glenfiddich. Does playing in the Glenfiddich bring on the ladies like where do the blowjobs happen like when you walk off stage or they're like women or like fluffers like oh dear <laughs> do, you, do you want me to take this one glenn because, cam this is yeah. sorry sorry we only we only have a half hour of uh piping content we can do in any episode <laughs> yeah, before we get back to dick jokes jesus christ man like we've talked way too much about bagpipes one of our audience hey, goes at it, guys. You just do do what you got to do. <laughs> One of our audience actually wants to know. Ask Cameron specifically, what's it like to be the Johnny Sins of the bagpipe world? <laughs> I know who that is. Too. You know, he, who that he is. won't know who that is. Cam, do you know who nah, that is? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Go look him up. He's he's legend. <laughs> he's just like you. He's a legend. But Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins. He lives in Las Vegas. Actually, okay. does he really? He does. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah, we should. Him and Cameron. Let's just have him tell stories. And just whip it out and measure. <laughs> no, but seriously. This is just a very respectable young man. Listen, we're all nerds here, right? Obviously, we play bagpipes. We're, to a certain extent, we're Some nerds. of us do. Well, yeah. But uh, where, where, does, where does the bagpipes translate into, into the ladies? That's what I want to know. So, so Cameron this, knows this is an interesting this. question. Because... Um, this uh, might be for another episode. Okay. We might need to get these guys back. Well, I'm just I'm just curious. So, uh, Cameron, I, I'm told Go. that you are uh, happily engaged now or in a relationship. How's that going? Indeed, he's engaged. I'm okay, sure. but I'm also told you were you were in the past. I'm using the past tense, everyone. Past tense. A legendary coxman. 
Oh, we've got all yeah. kinds of all kinds of stories. I'm not. I'm not uh, saying you have to tell anything now because I'm sure you know. There's, you there's restrictions, but <laughs> but let's 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 warm him up because he's drinking, and I think we have an opportunity. Guys, 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 you're 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 talking to a Jedi Master and a Padawan here, and you've got them fucking mixed up. So let's let's pass over to uh, Glendog, who is currently unattached and slaying the pee. Oh, we definitely need to talk to Glenn about slaying, uh, hashtag crushing, crushing the puss, crushing as we puss. call it. Also, our Lord like Cameron saying you're talking to a Jedi, Jedi and a Padawan right now. <laughs> Wait, which, who's the Jedi here? Uh, apparently Glenn's the Jedi and Cam's the Padawan. Yeah, no, he's talk, absolutely, definitely absolutely. Talk to about slaying, absolutely. Uh, crushing, crushing the puss, crushing the puss. Yeah. That was my fault, sorry. <laughs> so, Glenn, tell us about crushing the puss. Go. Um, Puss in Boots from Trek, or <laughs> you're so Canadian. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll need to reserve that for the uh, for the R-rated show. <laughs> There's no show more R-rated than this one. Oh my god! No, uh, but really, what I want to know, and you guys can answer this as vaguely as you want, in to protect your um, reputations. But does being a Pebrock master, does winning the Glen Fiddick? In 2019, Pbrock section get you any more women than previous to that? No, no, of and, course not. Uh, I, I, so I get a better really hobby, people. That's the lesson learned. How about say like this, this is why I said if if the Glen Fittick, if the building accidentally collapsed, we would lose 500 virgins. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like, take up um, take up the guitar or, or, or the kit drum. You know? Colin Armstrong had it right. He's like, "Hey, I can play pipes Colin, like a son of a bitch, but guess what? I'm gonna play guitar and wear Colin, I, where I make them. <laughs> <where I make them. laughs> I'll get all Colin kinds." Colin was of, right all along. Uh, Colin was yeah. right from the beginning. Listen, be like Colin Armstrong, not Glenn Brown. <laughs> Is that what you're telling us, Glenn? Uh, yeah. It, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, like, can you imagine me? Like, hey, how's it going, girl? I got this thing tomorrow. You want to come? And it's just. It's a fucking P-Rock. It's a P-Rock like just, competition? Just 10 hours of pe- people being like, Oh, there's no pussy being had at that competition. I tell you. Granted, I will say this. Women of the world, if you're listening to this show, you should date a P-Rock player because they have an incredible amount of patience and stamina. They definitely do. Otherwise, they would not put up with that shit. So if you have a hard time, if you have a hard time getting off, date a P-Brock player, because they'll put the work in. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you what, guys. This has been a this has been so much fun. Um, I wish I wish we were sitting here sharing a bev together. But uh, we're going to wrap this show up real quick, because we've gone on for not enough time, in my opinion, but also too much time. Final thoughts. We're going to start with Glenn, Cameron, Fuko, and then I will stop the stream. Yeah, uh, uh, I've had a great time, boys. Um, thanks for having me. Um, let's do it in person sometime when there's no COVID. And uh, we get out to um, Las Vegas to have a decent time. A little bit of sesh. Yeah. We might just hire you guys to come out here. and Cam, uh, when you're not making paper mache, what the fuck are you doing? How's it going? <laughs> you know, we, should, we, we, we could do some play for sheets. and. Uh, oh, know, we didn't even talk about up. this fucking thing. God damn it. We yeah. got to talk about this thing. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, guess, I guess we'll see you again next week. <laughs> Go to playforshees.com and check out Camp. Jesus Christ, we missed the whole. Point. I feel like we should get. I feel like we should get royalties on that. By the way, <laughs> well, you know, they were good enough to come on. I don't know, but uh, Cam, okay. real quick, tell us what your so, play for sheets thing is, because that's really why we're here. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. We, what, what Just we like playing for was, sheets, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What we missed out was um, my shout outs. Uh, play for sheets, the whole thing. That's that's two pages. Uh, uh, Chanter rant, uh, Fisco, uh, Dojo colleagues. Miss out the 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 Doogie Appreciation Society section, which is normally about thirty fucking minutes on your show. <laughs> um, uh, the Dojo. Um, Isn't blah, the Doogie blah, blah, Appreciation uh, Society hey like two members right now? Is I gotta you and Cam? I gotta keep my fucking job, man. <laughs> Guys, we, yeah, exactly. We, we too. Like, could come back on here. Cameron for worked for the Dojo, by the way, just so we all know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks for reminding everybody, Fusco. Every time you talk about the fucking Dojo, you never <laughs> ever mention my name. But it's fine. I um, I listen. Speaking to of which, if you ever want to get lessons from Cameron Drummond himself, you can go to chandrant.com slash suckless. For Please one click the fucking link. Why does everybody not click our fucking link and click everybody else's link? Click the fucking channel. There are, Premium there test are drive, between, baby. There are between two and seven people that um, would actually take that offer up. And, you know, um, it's important to know there are people that teach on the dojo apart from Fusco and Doogie. Uh, chant around. We'll, we'll, we'll forget that section. Josh, <laughs> the fact check. But... Um, uh, interesting hearing New Zealand drummer from last week, Dojo. Uh, never been invited on the cruise. Thought I should mention that. Uh, so wait, wait, what we're saying is we need a, we need Cameron's another. corner. We where? need Cameron's corner. I just want him to rant about all the shit he's pissed off about. This is great. That's a, that, that, yeah, that doesn't include. Wait, wait, uh, Cameron, are you are you ready to do a Cameron's corner right now? Uh, we'll have to add the music in later. Cause I'm assuming you don't have the K-Hole's corner music, I don't, but I can add it. No, I mean the whole the whole idea of me coming on to speak was to promote my own shit, which you were just about to cut off, and I was about to go gan fuck yourself. But I've got um, um, there's more. I even wrote down Doogie is a great player. I mean, uh, ironically, or wait, I think you're breaking up. Hold on. <laughs> no, it says great player. Uh, well, he's in the front row. There's so much. So hey, much more hey, it's not my fault you got drunk and didn't pull out your notepad. All right. <laughs> by, by, by the way, I've, I've, I've got Doogie stories that that uh, would have been around when Cammy was just a wee pup. Yeah. So Cameron's yeah, Cameron's final thoughts are: I wish the show was longer. He wants to tell us. I, wait, I, wait, I wish I wish the show was you know playforsheets.com and I got a chance to actually fucking talk about something that yeah I wanted to talk about. But you know, Listen, it's been great. Playforsheets.com. So here's the deal. So you're about this, to say- this was intentionally the point, though. Get me Stephen McWhorter, and I will talk about your shit nonstop for the next six months. <laughs> It'll be like you know how I talk about the dojo all the fucking. He doesn't time? have to It'll be. be he doesn't have sheets. to be nice. He can be a dick. Doesn't matter. No, I don't care what he says. We don't care. Just that he's he can come on for ten seconds and say go fuck yourselves as long as he's willing to come on and have a laugh. <laughs> well, he has to come on for ten seconds every week to tell us go fuck ourselves. I, 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 I want to see him on the show to say. 
here's a spoon so you can eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Dude, I'll send him a shirt. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm going to send him a shirt anyway. Let's be, here's a spoon. Hashtag one of the six. Get that shirt done. I will send it to him. Done. Um, let's go. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, no, it, I just want to appreci- uh, say I appreciate you guys being on. Cameron kept his sunglasses on the whole time, which is amazing. Well, he's also intoxicated. He's very intoxicated, which I love it, but we've got to have him back. And oh, we, I think we have to have both these guys back because this has been so much fun. I really want to have Graham on sometime because I've got questions for him. Like, what was he thinking? But we, we'll, get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that some other time. Uh, good question. Good question. This is this has been a stupid amount of fun, guys. Um, yeah, we any anytime y'all want to come on, you're more than welcome. Obviously, I'm excited for Cameron's corner where he just uh, shit talks the last <laughs> seven episodes. Can we get Cameron to do a Cameron's corner where he shit talks Cahill? Uh, of course, that'd be amazing. Because <laughs> we 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 had shit on our notes we didn't get to. We never even got to. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna stick around uh, for a little bit, but uh, goddamn guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for this episode Thanks, of the Chanaram Podcast. And uh, if you're watching along at home, like, share, invite your friends, and check us out Patreon.com/slash/Chanaram or at uh, PlayingForSheets.org or whatever Play the fuck for, it's called. PlayingForSheets.com. Yeah, it's like one of those. Talking to your mics. Go ahead and say something. Either of you two fools. Just oh, speak. Speak into the microphone. <laughs> so we can oh, test oh, the oh, audio. Oh. There we go. Thank you. Thank you.